Hoist and Heavies is recorded on location with Josh and Ed. All beers are tasty until proven not tasty in this podcast. Listener discretion advised. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. Hey, hey. strike one. <laughs> they don't even know. They don't even know. They don't know if they don't know. I mean, that's why we do Hey, this. hey, hey, biggity, 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 back <laughs> behind the mic again. I think I, that was probably my best one ever right there. That was pretty good. Yeah, you yeah. had the whole slip off the tongue. It yeah. was almost like it was more natural yeah. than it's been yeah. other Like times. I'm actually practicing my wet rap. Are you doing that like on your, uh, your commute to work? Or mm. what are you pulling that off? No, I'm just... You know, in the shower. Just oh, in the shower. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> You're good, not doing anything good else in there. So. Good acoustics. <laughs> hey, hey, back, Joshua. How you doing, boy? Dude, I am living the dream. I think yeah. that's your line, but I'm uh, living it right now, dude. Yeah. We are doing something a little different today. Something yeah. that's like outside of what we've done before, but that's what makes this one special. That's yes. what I love about this. And this yeah. was again the whole reason why we put together that whole get up and go remote and go out to other places is so that we could do stuff like what we've done today. Mm-hmm. So that being said, we're, let's just jump right into yeah, it. Yeah, we're chalking up the furthest that we've been now, right? This is right? definitely the furthest. Yeah. And it also shows that that enclosed trailer is roadworthy. <laughs> yeah, the old scalping field shop. Trips. Exactly. The shape is escaping road shape is good to go. Worthy, exactly. Sure. So uh, this is definitely something that we've been looking forward to. It's been on mm-hmm. the schedule for a while and we were lucky enough between Matt Marlo and Daniel Suarez to uh, make a connection with these guys up here in Roseville. Ian Miller of uh, Legion Art Collective owns this beautiful t- tattoo shop up in Roseville area. These guys set this thing up. They put us in connection. There is obviously a, a, a geographical connection as well because he's originally from Escalon, which I'm sure we're going to get into. But for the time being, we are in Roseville right now. Yes. Dude, and, and Ian was like generous enough to take some of his time on a Sunday to, uh, you know, throw some fresh ink on. So yeah. I'm, I'm pretty excited right now. Yeah. 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 We can get into the other part, part two of that <laughs> here in a little bit. Let's settle in first. Uh, it was I'm, an ordeal. Uh, it, it was <laughs> an ordeal. Hey, Ian, what's up, man? How you doing? Welcome to the pro- podcast. So, yeah. Man. Hey, that was an intro. Ian, yeah. what's going on, man? Welcome what, in. What up guys? <laughs> Pleasure to have you up here at the shop. I'm Dude. Looking forward to podcasting with you yes (laughs) so this is your first pod you've never done one of these before you know i did like a little half-ass one when i was in college but uh, that's like tattooing yourself in your apartment with a homemade gun right right. (laughs) (laughs) that's how you start right that's how you start you gotta start somewhere it's not always perfect story but my hymen didn't get broken (laughs) no 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 Bingo. Hey, and we also have Maddie Marlowe here, we and we also have... We brought the uh, peanut gallery. Yeah, the peanut gallery is right yeah. here on the couch, just up with the OGs. cans on. Exactly. You might hear a little bit of peeping from them. Uh, in Paul the, Skifter, the, Daniel Suarez oh. are in the background. <laughs> they got the couch pulled up. Dude, yeah. it's a full thing. I mean, yeah. when we say that we're going to show up with a Shab Basil, we're not lying. Dude. Yeah. We bring it in all of its regalia, yeah. the whole thing. And actually, it worked out perfectly. This morning when I was going through this and I was looking at... 
you know, the Google images of <laughs> what the front door looked like. I was wondering what the front door we were going to do yeah. because we, I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh, dude, I don't know. It's going to take some finagling to get through there. Yeah. Luckily, they had a roll up in the back. We could yeah. just bring it in the break room. It worked out really well. Yes. Very well. Very well. Yeah. And, and I'm going to just say right now, uh, this is, uh, I don't know. I've probably been into two tattoo studios. Artists, uh, right. And, uh, this one has got to be the most interesting. I mean, there the, are all there kinds of cool yeah, shit everywhere. everywhere. I know. Dude, I'm just trying to paint a picture right now. In the break room alone, we have all these original prints all around of everything that you could think of. Yeah. I mean, everything from the scary ass. I mean, I don't even know how to describe. I, <laughs> I think you said Paul. Is that Paul Wall? I <laughs> I mean, but no, I mean, just uh, of everything that you could ever think yeah. of. And then all the specimens and jars. I mean, you are a collector, huh? Yeah, it's like truly walking into a gallery. There's yeah. a lot of wild shit in here. Yeah. I've been collecting art and different artifacts and specimens and stuff like that for a long time. So I just, I want this place to feel inspiring when people walk in. I want you to walk in and uh, I want you to feel creative and, and feel like you're seeing some stuff that you don't get to see every day when you come in here. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. 100 million thousand percent. That's what it's all about. Like, and and go oh, ahead. I'm saying, like I told you guys off air, every time I've come in here, get tattooed by Ian. He's always buying some shit. Some dude's truck his car in the parking lot. <laughs> whether it be like some stingrays or some beef jerky or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> <Some> cheese, <laughs> whatever, an art piece, something from somewhere. Exactly. Maybe it's a pig with two heads or with one eye. I mean, uh, we just and it brought me back to old days when I was like, dude, this is. Habusaki, man. This is this is from Okinawa. This is oh then sure enough, confirmed. 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 Yeah. You got the verbal yeah. confirmation. Yeah, you yeah. Got a good exactly. Eye, man. Yeah. yeah. And That's we're gonna go ahead and get into this. Let's just dance, boys. Heavy alert. 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 Our first heavy alert of the afternoon. Yeah. Not our first beer, but the first heavy alert. <laughs> <laughs> and in hoisting heavy fashion, we're gonna start right off with the man himself, Ian Miller. What are you hoisting over there, bud? I have a Dying Breed, 151st Year Celebration American Lager. There you mm -hmm. go. Nice. Yeah. Looks delicious. Yeah. No, you know it's what? a, it's they've, a done a, they've done a great job with that after the 150, and then now they're continuing, which is cool. It seems like they're uh, now they're at 151, so that's right. cool. Yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got to check out the label. Re Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. That. Yeah. See, that's why we have to celebrate to Oakdale's 151st anniversary. We made an American lager. This beer is light, crisp and refreshing. It is the perfect beer to enjoy after a hard day of work and best enjoyed with a conversation with friends and family. Bingo. Before you I enjoy this beer, be sure to lift your glass and salute the women and men who work hard to create this great community that we call home. Cheers. Dude, cheers. Cheers. I learned two things right now in that description. By the way, what's up? Cheersies. Cheersies, cheersies. boys. Cheers. Yep. What that Oak Joe's 151 years well, old. Well, not just that, but that Ian's really good at reading. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He doesn't need his glasses to read through that. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Dying Breed, you can pay me for that little ad spot. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Falcon. Just throw yeah, it out there. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. What do you think about that? Really good. Crisp? Yeah, it tastes... Nice and light. Uh, crisp and refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you like 
are, are you a craft beer drinker, or are you normally stick to like Coors Lights, Modellos, whatever? Yeah, you know what, man? I'm a tatter, so I just crush Modellos all day long. That's a good call. Yeah. yeah. But I appreciate this stuff. I, I can taste the difference between these things when I drink them, and this is really good. It's yeah. amazing, right? It's kind of like yeah. how we've come up before about how like um, – all the breweries now are making light beers. Like it used to be right. about heavies, right? Right. Yeah. But light beers, and it's like now it's cool. Like, well, yeah, they're harder to make. Yeah, it, well, they are, and yeah. it takes longer. Right. It and, takes longer. Yeah. I can actually taste the Oakdale in this. Ah, there it go. It's like it's a hay, like dropped. a dank hay taste. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. It, it tastes, tastes like, like Oakdale. It's bud. got that Oakdale <laughs> bud flavor. Nice. Oh, I love that. I love it. Oh, I love it, dude. Nice. That's cool. That's cool. Marlo, what do you got yeah, going Marlo, on there? Marlo, what you drinking, bud? I'm actually drinking the uh, Boat Hair Don't Care from Last Call Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. This was when they did for their anniversary beers. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was a col- it was a collab with a Flatland Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a cocktail sour, uh, cocktail smoothie sour. Uh, it's what's that ABV on this one? <laughs> you oh, know, oh, this is a seven point five. <laughs> they so this, went heavy on is, the sour. This is a heavy huh? sour. Yes, oh. it's got the it's like hurricane cocktail sour with orange, pomegranate. Cherry, passion fruit, and key lime. It does contain lactose. Uh, that's gonna <laughs> count me out of that. Yeah, yeah, that's the way that. And this is goes uh, this is the first time we've had this one on, right? Yeah, we yeah. never yeah. we yeah. never yeah. tried we this. Br- one we didn't bring any of the anniversary breweries on, and then we also have to say right now, thank you, Jake. Last yep. call and yep. last call itself for donating yep. these beers. Yeah. Uh, I also have another anniversary one. It's the old Westies with my besties. Best and West Coast IPA they put out. Yeah. Yes. Hands Damn down. good. good. Uh, West down. Coast IPA with Altus, Mosaic, uh, Strata. That's good too. Uh, collab with Claim Steak. Yeah. Claim Steak's right down the road. Another banger. Right? Is it Claim yeah, Steak? It's not too yeah. far from here. Yeah. It's in Rancho, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, right? It's not too far. I yeah. think it is in Rancho. Cordova. I should know. Bucamonga. Good question. Let's go with Cordova just because I think that's more close. I want to see. Ah, I see this is bad. I'm butchering this shit again. Right. Uh, anyway, uh, it's a tasty, 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 tasty. 7.5% on this one. And it's got a beautiful gem. logo of like downtown LA with the, um, the uh, what row is it? of the, palms. The uh, yeah. the, no, it's the, no, it's the well, uh, parent advisory. Yeah, label. parental advisory. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a good call. But yeah. Uh, we, well, let, let's get Paul in here because he's got another. All right, we got Block Party Hazy Triple. So this was done for Last Call's uh, anniversary, which was uh, maybe a month ago now. Yeah. Uh, so Hazy Triple IPA with uh, Necht, Teron, Nelson, and Muteka hops. Collaborating with uh, <laughs> Dying Breed and Grains of Virtue, 10.1%. It's pretty good, man. If you guys have been down to Last Call and you guys have had the Always Saucy. Oh, yeah. This is like a, a pretty good spinoff of Always Saucy. Uh, but it also comes with the domestic violence warning of Always Saucy. <laughs> yeah. So you should not have four or five of these and go home because uh, hide your kids, hide your wife. <laughs> that's, that, was, that, was, that was beautiful. 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 All right, we got Daniel over here, too. He's got another local. And uh, what, are you, what, what are you sipping on, Dan? Yeah, I'm sipping on a little Speed Dating Strata a- IPA. Oh, speed uh, Dating. Fruit and Modesto by Persuasion Brewing Company. Uh, six and a half ABV. I love it, dude. That I mean, again, persuasions like our yeah. LJ and um, uh, Jonas, and obviously Patrick. That we've already been through this before, yeah. but those boys are cranking it out. They they're are putting they're putting Modesto on the map again after yeah. Scott Peterson. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> we're trying to we're trying to get Modesto back yeah. on the map for positive, yeah. positive. reasons. Yeah, yeah. yeah because before that, wasn't it that uh, that that politician? Oh yeah, Sandra Condit. Levy, Con- and uh, Condit, Gary Condit, yeah. Gary Condit, yeah. right? That was Ooh. also pretty sketchy. Yeah, that was Modesto. Good hey, to Motown. Uh, so <laughs> I ventured. What are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> I ventured a little outside the local scene on this one, but nothing you guys haven't heard of. This is the slow brew out of Pit- or excuse me, San Luis Obispo, but they've got. Uh, their brewery, which was a diversion off of downtown brew. But anyway, this is part of their current line, the Mustang IPA. It's a staple of theirs. It's a good one. It's solid. I'm taking it 7.1 ABV, 80 IBUs. So it's a little on the bitter side. Hop forward, citrusy, and piney. Hmm. (laughs) I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'd have to say, uh, once again, this West Coast is is a very clean, nice, tasty West Coast. it's a beautiful West Coast. Thank you again. To Jake, yep. for hooking hey, us up with these things because there wasn't boys. really actually yeah. any left. Exactly, and I know. he had he some sort of. Yeah, yeah. I, know. I think they still have some boat hair that are left on cans. I know block party they're out of and Westies and Westies. Yeah. yeah, that went yep. quick. Yeah. Yep. So all right, back let's to the jump task into at it. Hand. Exactly. <laughs> let's put the guy back in the spotlight. And yeah. One thing I really enjoy doing is making people feel comfortable in this. So let's start off with an easy soft set. You're originally from the Escalon area, is that right? Yeah, I uh, I'm from Modesto actually. I went okay. to high school in Escalon. Okay, but I lived in Modesto until I moved up here to Roseville. So what was the what was okay? This is something that I've been really interested in. What brought you from Modesto up to Roseville area? Have you been to Modesto? Yes, <laughs> yes, that's we a great just, point. We did just describe I thought it. That was, see, I like to start with the easy questions, and you've just worked there, our way yeah. into that. Perfect. There, there are a lob. Cool, there, <laughs> there, lob softball. There are a lot of cool things in Modesto, but there is just a lot of, I mean, there's... Shenanigans. Yeah, you know what, well... Man, I say shenanigans? I would say that Modesto is being kind of pulled in two different directions. On one side... It's developing a lot of cool nightlife. There's a lot of entrepreneurship and businesses opening. There's a lot of housing explosion going on. But on the other side, it's being dragged down by drugs and crime yeah. and yeah. violence and yeah. theft. Yeah. So it's just you you take the good with the bad. And I was yeah. so sick of the bad down there, dude. Yeah. The meth desto part. Well, and that's the thing, too. My, always sticks in my mind is the fact that, like, Modesto hit per capita of, of uh, car thefts. For like years and years, like yes. 10 years in a row. Yeah. In the country. Worse than the country. <laughs> in, yeah, worse than the country. <gasps> per yeah. capita. Yes. I was thinking this is, I mean, anyway. But, the, hey, well, hopefully shit gets cleaned up someday. But, I mean, they're working on it hard, I know. Well, but, water, wealth, contentment, health. health. Murder, <laughs> meth, and We don't theft. have water. <laughs> we don't have wealth. We don't have contentment. And health is a sketchy little subject. So we're really wanting to get back to those golden yeah. days. Yeah. But, no, so that so that's kind of what spurred it. You just had to get a change of scenery. You want to get out. So what led you to Roseville, of all places? Well, Roseville has a really low crime rate right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, uh, there's also a lot of blossoming business here in Roseville. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's beautiful up here, man. I yeah. don't feel like my car is going to get broken into in the parking lot. Mm. Yeah. And everybody up here has their shit together for the most part because it's plus. more expensive up here. So if you can afford to live up here, you kind of have to have your shit together. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Plus I'm right next to Sacramento, which is a Mecca for art. Mm, uh, yeah. yeah. Modesto's a little far away from a big city like that. And I know that it has its own cool little art scene, but Sacramento's just massive compared yeah. to that. Yeah. yeah, it's got it's well endowed in history in terms of 
I mean, the the inception of California and how things got started off, right? I mean, yep. there, there's a lot of history there, which I would imagine you guys can capitalize on because you're not far from, you're what, 20 minutes from SAC, more or less? Yeah, I mean, I'm we're like right next to Sacramento. Right. I don't know the how all the neighborhoods and all the towns break down between Roseville and Sacramento, but uh, we're basically touching Sacramento here. Right. So let's go down the wormhole a little bit because I've always looked at tattooing as something that, takes not just a steady hand, but a clear mind because you can jack it up so easily. What gave you the confidence that you wanted to get into tattooing? And what was it about your past that you were like, this is the route that I want to go? Well, I knew that I was going to be an artist basically my whole life. Okay. When I was a little kid, like three years old, I got a drawing published in the Modesto B. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. In the, At three in, years old. In the kids' art section. Yeah, you know, that's okay. That's it's still, okay. It's, it's still, still young. Put the savants it's, in there. It's still impressive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So seeing like my drawing published in something that young, man, I had stars in my eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I was really good at it, and everybody always encouraged me to do it, so... I ended up just taking every art class, went to art school at the Academy of Art in San Francisco for college. Uh, and I, I, I didn't think I was going to be a tattooer growing up. I thought I was going to do like comic books or something like Interesting. that. Interesting. But when I left San Francisco and moved back to Modesto, all my buddies from Escalon were like, bro, tat us up. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not a tattoo artist. <laughs> They're like, that doesn't matter, bro. You're sick. It's a paintbrush versus a needle. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So they got like some janky. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it always starts. It was a safety pin. Yeah. It was, and a broken big pen. <laughs> it was a tattoo machine, but it was uh, like traded to me in exchange for a tattoo that I, which I hadn't done any tattoos yet. And uh, it was just like this janky, cheap Chinese starter equipment. And man, I just fucked all my friends. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting the. Uh, I'm getting the. Uh, oh, should have practiced on an orange should have vibe. Practiced. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I could have bought a pig quarters. Well, the oranges were looking sick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I got into my buddy's skin, shit went little, sideways. Little different. Well, that's what we were talking about the whole time we were here. Is about the, or you were expressing, and like I said, we'll bring it back up again. Is obviously the. Man, the, the 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 focus and the concentration of yes. you're putting ink into right. somebody's skin. You cannot erase it. You can't do that. I and mean, then you can't. You cannot go sour yeah. or sideways. Yeah, it's a it's a high stress job if you take it seriously. Right. I mean, there's a lot of people out there that don't give a shit. Right. That's in any profession. Sure. But yeah. if you care about it, man, it is zero room for error. Right. Zero tolerance for mistakes. So that you raise a really interesting point. Your introduction to it was something that kind of happened, you know, not against your will, but just something that you didn't expect. And so when you found your medium to be skin, as opposed to canvas, what, what, when you started going through that in the preliminary phase, how did you come out and be like, Oh, this is high stakes. Is this something that I'm into? Or was it, how did it, how did it come to fruition? Well, actually when I first started, like I said, I was just demolishing people Mm -hmm. and, I hated that I wasn't able to make good looking things on people. So I actually put it down for like eight months. I was working a warehouse job, getting up at like four in the morning, getting off and starting drinking by two in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And it became this like soul crushing routine that I was in. And the longer I went into that, I had all this shitty tattoo equipment in the corner of the room and it just started to like glow and sing to me. 
And I was like, you know, if I approach this differently, I might be able to, might be able to make something that I'm proud of. So I finally picked it back up and took it a little more seriously and started making some stuff that I was actually proud of. And that's when I fell in love with it. Because when you start making things on people that they're stuck with forever, it connects you to them forever. Yeah. So it wasn't even so much about making the art that was attractive. It was connecting with other people that was attractive. That's fascinating. That is, that is, that is hell. That you is don't, solid. I mean, honestly, I, I think of ways that I can avoid people as opposed to like <laughs> attracting myself to them. So to have that kind of insight at that stage in the game is pretty telling of your character and kind of how you approach things. And I mean, how do you even go about like, getting or building the confidence when you go into something that you've got very little experience in going in and knowing that you're going to refigure this person's skin for the rest of their life with the confidence of what you're going to leave with is something that you want early on your career. Not now I'm talking about early on your career. Yeah. At that point, I still didn't have that. I didn't get that until I got my apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got into a professional tattoo shop called Talisman Tattoos in Modesto, mm-hmm. and I apprenticed under a master tattooer named Chow. Mm-hmm. He took me under his wing. I had an eight-year-long apprenticeship. Wow. Yeah, and Holy even then, smokes. even then, it took a few years to get to the point where I was finally starting to be comfortable doing what I was doing on people and having that confidence because it is the most difficult craft I've ever learned. Interesting. See, yeah. that's what that and that, don't you want to hear that from your yeah. tattoo artist? That right? is what like, you want to hear. That's what you want to hear. That's like religious. I, I, I can only imagine. Like, hey, yeah, no, I just picked this thing up yesterday. Yeah, and yeah. I'm cool with it. Yeah, here we go. I you got know, this. It's like, no, don't dude, worry. this is this. Close is, your eyes. Yeah, I'll wake you up when you were done. Hey, we'll yeah. bring it back to brewers too, right? We bring right. brewers like the ones that are making delicious beer are just dedicated to that craft, right? Exactly. Like, just dedicated to putting ink and skin and and making that connection. That's yep. dude. So, so you, you get into, okay. So before the apprenticeship kicks off, you see this equipment, you're ready to get going. What are you, I mean, what are you using as a canvas? What are you even practicing on? Just morons. Morons. Yes. <laughs> yes. House I, feel like, I feel like this is the, what is, uh, what's the movie with, uh, uh Pete, uh, Pete Davidson. Oh, uh, uh, King uh, of All Long King Island. Of, <laughs> King, King of Staten Island. Yeah, King of Staten Island. Yes. Which is. So, as you're doing it, how do you find the touch? How do you find the sensitivity and and the needle display? I don't. I don't even know the terminology. I'm just making this shit up. But man, that well, shit is look still at magic to me. I don't yeah. know. You just kind of figure it out eventually. It's well. like. I don't know. It's like the first time you get laid. You don't know what yeah. you're doing. Yeah, so right. You're like, exactly. I bet this feels good eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eventually it's going to feel yeah. like second nature. If I figure out how to do this, this yeah. could be fun. You just stick it in and do your thing. <laughs> yeah, it's the exactly. same thing. Now, it's such a trip, though, because you have to kind of like, especially in what you did on me today, for example, it's like all line work. But the needle's like free flowing. I mean, you're not, it's not like you're drawing with like a pencil where you're making contact with something. You can feel the pressure and you can feel how much to put on and take off. And yet you're looking for straight, like unobstructed lines, the whole deal. Like you've got to kind of figure out that medium between what you want, what your intention is versus like the end product. So that's got to be like pretty stressful. Yeah. You're not drawing on something. I'm injecting ink into something yes. and i'm trying to hit like this millimeter thick sweet spot of skin uh, yeah that a i'm dermis. floating over yes. with this machine that's 
puncturing the skin at like a hundred times a second or right, something right. like that. I'll go with that. I mean, yeah, you could tell know. me and I'd be like, yeah. Which, hey, by the, know, bro. by the way, that, that new, that it was crazy. The difference between, you know, what I, what, what I've obviously I do not have a tattoo and I still don't have a tattoo, but listen to the old school machine. Except for that mushroom tattoo on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stamp. Uh, dang it. But the uh that machine that you use is uh which right you're not i remember hearing this in the beginning don't call it a gun right well if you're doing it in your apartment you can call it a gun okay (laughs) that's what it is but now that now that i'm in a tattoo (laughs) shop they're machines they're machines yeah Yeah. but the one that you run that thing was badass cordless quiet yeah that thing's that thing's the cadillac of tattoo machines yeah that's yeah. cool. That's cool. And having it's like having a fine paintbrush to only the best for Ian Miller. Yeah. <laughs> so Ian, you said uh, eight years at Talisman is is eight. So when it comes to an apprenticeship with under a tattoo master, is eight years like a normal thing? Is it two years? Is it all about the person? Like, how do you figure out like eight years? Because I would imagine like me after year three, I'd be like, yeah, bro, like uh, I think I'm good to go, and he'd be like, no, you're not. You have much to learn, my son. Like, how do you figure out that disc? Like, when did you know or when did he finally say, like, do you remember that moment when he finally said, you know what? You're good. You know what, man? There, It, it was never really like, question, a, like a eureka moment like that. It just kind of evolved into, you know, well, I, I guess I'm a professional now uh, because I reached a certain level with my craft. Um, as far as how long apprenticeships go, I mean, in Japan, it's a lifelong thing. You're stuck being that dude's apprentice until he dies. Wow. And then you don't take over that mantle until he dies and you take his spot. And then you can find your own apprentice and they can wash your car for the rest of your life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, as far as here Wabasaki, in the United States, my vehicle. Yeah, wax on, <laughs> Is that what wax they call on. It? I don't know. I'm just jacking that up. <laughs> I, remember, I remember the first time I ever met Ian. I went in there and I had known Chow for 10 years before that point. because I never got tattooed by him, but always somebody in his shop would tattoo me. And I was like, you know what? I finally want to get a chow tattoo. So I went in there, and it was like a six-month wait. I was young and impatient. It went away. He says, well, my apprentice, he is amazing. Check him out. So I looked at his all his art, and I'm like, yep, that's it. And I've been going to him ever since. And was that 15 years now? It's been a long time. Yeah, he, a long he, time. My sleeve, I still get complimented on my sleeve that he did 15 years ago. As an apprentice, people still tell me how great it is. That speaks volumes. Yeah, it just speaks volumes about how great he is. It's just the saturation, the color. It's And you really don't do much color anymore, do you? No, nah, mostly black and gray now. I just feel like it's going to age better. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it stands up to the sun a lot better. I feel like it looks more timeless, mm-hmm. typically. I mean, there's different uh, styles of tattooing that look timeless with color in it, but as far as what suits my strengths as a tattooer, black and gray realism is kind of my best shot at making something lasting. So... <clears throat> Go ahead. Do you have some? Yeah, I had a lot of things. Go ahead. Well, I mean, have you ever had uh, people come in with mistakes? I mean, they had a design. That they had to cover up or what? I mean, cover-ups or (laughs) wrong designs. I can see some uncomfortableness (laughs) going on over here. So let's just get out of this. There's an an elephante in the room, and we just need to hit it real quick. All right, let's let's lay the elephant. All right, so... I fucked this up, okay? <laughs> this is not a reflection of anything that we're discussing today. Mm-hmm. When, okay, so this has been in the works for a while. We've been talking about doing this for a while. It wasn't until about two weeks ago that I was like, oh, fuck, we're coming up on May 1st. It's coming real quick. I need to 
get my act together and figure out what I want to do. We want to do something quick because we want to have time to do this. So, you know, I've got a tattoo representation of my older son's birthday. I want to do something similar representative of my younger son's birthday. Keep in mind, it's Roman numerals, folks. <laughs> There's lots of M's and C's and V's and I's and all this extra stuff. I feel like stuff, there should right? be a Roman numeral check the website. Check or, the uh, web. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. are. Oh, yeah, oh, there, are. Oh, there are. Oh, Google. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Google. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Sorry. Yeah, me and Daniel used it earlier to stop us from putting the wrong <laughs> Thanks, Josh. So we, uh, we get in here, and Ian's very professional. You know, from the moment that we stepped in, he was like, hey, I just want to make sure this is absolutely what you want to do. Yes, that is absolutely what I want to do. Let me get the stencil. Oh, you know what? Maybe if we could make that font just a little bit smaller. Okay, I got you covered. We got it going. Everything's good. Puts it on. I look at it. I'm sold, dude. We're good. Let's rock and roll. Dude, he busts this thing out in record-breaking time. And it's clean. Every line is just crisp. It looks like it was meant to be there. So I take a picture of it after it's done. I send it to my wife. I send it to Kendall. Like, hey, what do you think? She goes, oh, I love it. I love what he did with that part. And, you know, and that was great. I said, yeah, nice. I got the women's approval. Time to have a beer in between, you know, the tatting and the podcasting. And all of a sudden I get a call from her, which normally I wouldn't take. And if she was calling and she thought that we were podcasting, <laughs> she on, knows I would You're on record take. saying you wouldn't take your wife's call? Stop, Ian. <laughs> she doesn't listen, so we're good. And we have editing software. <laughs> But yeah, if we're potting, it doesn't matter if the world's on fire. <laughs> we got something to do. So anyway, I take it. She's like, hey, um, babe. I was like, yeah. She goes, I think you fucked up. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? It looks great. She goes, no, it's not 7-7-2019. It's 8-8-19. Two, two, two lines. Vertical lines. <laughs> As the professional that Ian is, he was able to sneak him in like it was flawless. Oh, dude, like it was designed flawless. to be it's, that way. Yeah. The whole thing. Solid. But yeah, hey, listen. Sorry. This is shit for life, dude. All yeah. right? It's permanent. You're not getting away from I it. Just, I, I, I love the look on his face when you said, hey, can we just bang this out? He goes, you mother dumb motherfucker. <laughs> it was that immediate we just got like. done. We just got done talking about how like you put it in and that is like, that's, that's there it. for life. That's there and for life. we were just yeah. got, anyway. So yeah. now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up quick with that one, but it's, uh, as I look at you, Ian, uh, who does your tattoos? Like, I mean, oh, that's a good question. I mean, I just want to know because obviously you are tattooed. You from... got a tattoo machine? Yeah. <laughs> 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 a walking canvas. Nah, honestly, I m most of my tattoos are from the people that I've worked with over the years. Mm -hmm. um, but I've also gone out of my way to collect from other artists that I'm a, a big fan of or good friends with or, uh, you know, just really enjoy. Uh, but most of my tattoos are from people that I that I know personally, and there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of sentimentality behind them because of that. You know, being connected to your artist is almost inherently enough reason to get anything tattooed on you because it has meaning for that reason alone. Absolutely, I can attest, I, I can attest to that. I the thing that I love the most about that that connection. I mean, it's it's been a big stall point for me because. It's, it's not an easy task to be able to go out and, like, vet artists that you're, like, into. Because it's hard to, like, make that connection. There, there's a very personal connection that comes with somebody putting per, something permanent on your body that you're comfortable with. It's not like you're just going to go, you know, yellow page people to see what they're going to put on you. You want to see 
what the work that they've done, the people that they've tattooed, this whole thing. And that really plays into what's special about your reputation because you've built out this business over the, the short amount of time that people immediately recognize something and are like, what is that? That is something in the realm of something that I would want. It takes a vision that is not easy to do. It, you're, you're talking about art and something that's objective, right? So I want a tattoo. That's objective. Art, very subjective. So how do you come to a connection point between like, this is what I want. This is what your vision is. And it's going to be on me for the rest of my life. It takes that conjoining moment for it to be like, this worked out really well. And you have to deal with that a lot of the time. Yeah, it does. Uh, one of the important things about that process and getting somebody comfortable with that is just finding a way to get excited about what they want. Yeah. And that means that if they're bringing me something that doesn't excite me, I have to collaborate with them and transform it into something that does excite me. Mm -hmm. And it also has to excite them, which that's kind of a delicate dance sometimes. But over the last 15 years I've been tattooing, I've built, like you said, I've built that reputation. People come more and more to put more and more of the burden on my shoulders. Right. Which means that they're expecting me to come up with something that excites them. Right. And if I come up with it, obviously it excites me. Right. Um, and then everything after that is just, are we going to have a good conversation? Are we going to have yeah. good vibes with each other? So that that's what makes this so sensitive because... Again, you're doing something, it's almost like corrective surgery in a form, right? It's like somebody sees a part that they want to do something with, and you have to turn it into not just what their expectations are, but something that you think has a lot of value, right? Yeah, it's, I'm helping people become more confident with their bodies because they want to look like a certain thing, and they're asking me to take that responsibility and help them accomplish that. And I'm also, this is something that a lot of people forget about. I'm guiding them through a ritual. I'm putting them through pain. I'm taking them through a gauntlet of something that's difficult to accomplish. And I'm dragging them kicking and screaming through the end of it. And that tattoo that you walk out of the shop with is a trophy. I think people mm -hmm. forget, they put so much stress on what it's going to be and what it's going to look like and why the image is going to be important to them. And they forget that just the fact that you have it, whatever it is, you've earned, earned it. it. <laughs> yeah. And that mark on your body is a reminder that you've been through something difficult and you didn't die and you committed to something that was scary and you sat through something that was painful and you earned something the hard way, which a lot of people in this world don't do anymore. Yeah, yeah. no, that's true. Man, Amen. this is... Amen. <laughs> Amen. Now this, Holy okay. shit, that was Ian, are you just, are you, just, just are you speaking directly to me? Because I feel like... <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> and the funny thing, uh, just to tell the audience here, Paul has been just on me, and I've been through the life cycle of getting tattoos constantly through my life. The Marine Corps would have been the best time to because that's when everybody does it. It's a hell of a hard thing. And Paul's over here sitting getting the EGA, the Eagle Golden Anchor, the, the obviously the Marine Corps emblem. And I'm sitting there going, man, I just don't know. And I'm, and then as soon as you start talking, you say the blood, sweat, and tears basically to get through. And I'm thinking, yeah, I did earn that EGA. 
And then I was like, I just talked myself into a tattoo. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> yes, no, I didn't. Did. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, she did. Yes, yes, you did. But that was, and, the I, pro- and that, but that's also the problem too. Is I've been sitting here in this while you guys got yours, and I'm sitting here and I'm going, oh yeah, tattoos, and I start scrolling through, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember when I wanted that one or that one, and I'm like, once I start, and on to another question: Would you ever, ever trust a tattoo artist that didn't have any tattoos? I don't think I would because they can't share that experience with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, just I, like I, I wouldn't go to a tattoo just, artist that didn't have yeah. tattoos. Just like uh, you know the fact that I got three brands on my body, I can't imagine branding somebody else because <laughs> it's a hell of a process. Hell well, I've, a process. I've I've never seen a marine or heard of a marine without an EGA. Well, I would I wouldn't say. Out. Hold on, one second, one second. I'm gonna put that out right now, <laughs> right now. If you're listening right now, call us at 1-800-HOISTING-HEAVIES. Call us. If you're a Marine out there right now without an EGA, call us, and I'd love to have a conversation with you. But, Paul, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, you'd probably be better off saying if you're a Marine without a tattoo because I don't think all the Marines got an EGA. But maybe something they, similar. No, they no, got they well. They got a tattoo. Well, they all got. Yeah, well, a, a lot of definitely semper fi- A yeah, lot of UTIs in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> um, there were just a lot of acronyms. There was. Yeah. Are you talking from, alphabet soup? I think, what? I think what more Marines have UTIs than semper. Fi- definitely. <laughs> no, you guys, UTIs you guys, you, guys, you guys got it all wrong. It's the it's the other word. It's the HPVs. <laughs> oh, HPVs. <laughs> Again, still got to figure out what that means. Yeah, no, alphabet uh, soup. But anyway, I just, <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. What if I feel like my claim to fame is the fact that I've never gotten a tattoo? Well, I, no, I, don't I, like mean, that. I don't like that theme. It will all change uh, if you go to prison. If that's, your, <laughs> if that's your claim to fame, your bar is low, dog. Oh, <laughs> oh, ouch. Damn. You know what, though? But as long as that hair looks the way it does, just I a know, cute little banger on the back of your neck. <laughs> I'm telling you, you get that Hoist and Heavy's logo on the back of your yeah. head. Yeah. You know you what's can great? Just grow hey, your bangs shout, out and hide it. Shout out to James Postma because before I was coming up here, he goes, "What? You're going to a tattoo artist up there? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty, pretty well known, you know, this and that. And he goes, You and Josh getting Hoist and Heavy's tattoos? That's what you want to know. <laughs> he you goes, want to know. And then I go, No. And he goes, uh, You're a bunch of pussies <laughs> if you don't. First off, that's exactly what I said. <laughs> that is what Ian said. Did, did you have something drawn up for that? I was going to, and then I was told, no, no. Uh, let's make it Listen, to year five. I know that I've already had a corrective enemies. surgery today, but. I'm just saying I would get a hoist if, tattoo. <laughs> well, I've already had that to make Ian sanitize this twice now. <laughs> I don't want to have to have him do it a third time, but if he volunteered it. I wouldn't say no. <laughs> oh, you be careful. That's how we end up with my Willie That's tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and, and just to be correct, it's not a Willie or a penis or anything. Exactly. It's groundskeeper it's Willie. Groundskeeper Willie. Willie with, which is the, with the lawnmower, right? No, no, no. no. He's oh. ri- it's where he's ripping his shirt off. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's it's right. point Ian, perfect. Ian talked me into that one night <laughs> just because he, you were into those I, w- I wanted to do it. Pokemon tattoos for a while there. Oh, that's yeah. Fantastic. He just wanted to do it. He's well, finally talking me into it. So we okay, did it. it's one of my favorites now. This now this brings up a subject. What what kind of tattoos? I mean, what did you see in Modesto that was coming through that's different than up here? I mean, Ooh, what, good question. What I mean, time, really good question. Time, you know what I mean? Yeah, tattoos change through time. Yeah, know, that's for sure because nobody's Things come and go through time. So nobody's. I mean, how many people are getting Chinese tattoos that say "take out" or? Uh, Bob Wire tattoos, Bob Wire Nick. 
Yeah, yeah, no, that that is that. Oh, two ounces of avocado. So, so that that's yeah. a that's a great question because tattoos do ebb and flow. Some last forever. Some are some you cannot change. They just are what they are. But I feel like tattoo trends change over time. So, do you see big differences between you know just geographic Modesto versus Roseville, or your time down in Modesto versus your time now? And like, how do you navigate when somebody walks in with something? And you don't want to put, to put that on them. If I don't go. want to put Thanks. something on somebody, I just tell them no. Okay. Really? You, have, you will do that? Yeah. I tell people no all the time. But my, the list of things that I won't do is pretty short. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I don't do gang related. Mm-hmm. I don't do Obviously. race related. Yeah. I do heritage stuff. Yeah. But I'm not going to put like brown pride or a swastika on somebody or something right. like that. Right. You're not going to do the um, American yeah. History X? No. Yeah, no. No. Not and uh, I don't do uh, street names or city names or area codes either. Good call. Anything that'll get you put in segregation if you get locked up. No. Smart move. It's not going to come from And me. that comes with experience, right? Yeah. I'm here to make people's lives better, not make people's lives more difficult. Amen. Bingo. Bingo. God. I, I do have beautiful. a story, though, about that one, one day when I was get, waiting to get tattooed by Ian in Modesto. And he got a phone call. And I just hear him on the phone going, no, no, I, I don't do those anymore. I don't do those. <laughs> No, 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 no! I don't do that. That's those are the those are the mullet of the tattoo industry. <laughs> yeah, this guy wanted a he wanted a tribal armband. Oh, oh. and I was like, bro, <laughs> shut up! <Ed. laughs> I was like, bro, it's 2010, <laughs> not 1994. I was laughing Listen, so hard. I know we all wanted to. Get a night with Pam Anderson after Barbed Wire came out. <laughs> and we all thought a cool ankle tat or a tramp stamp would do the trick. But listen, dude, that was 15 years ago. Well, little did he know the mullet is back now. The mullet's back, yeah. With perm. Uh, the but, whole thing. But not a tribal sun around your belly button? No, that ain't no, going anywhere. Back. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's not bad. Uh, I knew a guy in Phoenix that had tribal suns around, around his, his nipples oh. with piercings. Were they offset? Was yeah. one half, oh, yeah, was one sure. like <laughs> high noon and the other one was lagging dude, at like... This guy, this guy, this guy was, this guy was from uh, uh, Pittsburgh, <laughs> or right? Or so he Vallejo. doesn't usually get to see this. Vallejo, no Vallejo, oh, Vallejo, Pittsburgh, oh, that area. Pittsburgh, and Bay I remember area. seeing gotcha. it. And I'm like, hey, we're talking. He just shows these things, and I'm like, so yeah, dude, cool. cool. Hey, you should get those pierced, bro. <laughs> no, they they were pierced. <laughs> oh, they were. He's <laughs> better yeah. dynamite. Anyway, by the way, sorry. I got two nuts, not just two nipples. Yeah. So if you want to do some, you know, moonshine, it's, and it's funny because I think about that too because there's I there's a handful of bob wire tattoos out there still, oh, and they're there, and tribals are are there and probably given covered up. Yeah. But do you okay? So yeah, like I said, Modesto compared to Roseville, or is it just because I have a feeling that I think you're your expertise is, has gotten you uh, a, a better clientele, right? Or, yeah, or, I, I wouldn't mean, say a better clientele, but or, I, well, I have the best clientele in the world. Shout out to all my clients. Bango. But um, I would definitely say that my price point and my wait time oh, yeah. has weeded out a lot of certain yeah. types of tattoos. Good point. Yeah. Down in Modesto, I mean, there's a lot of like brass knuckles and spider webs, but nobody's paying $400 an hour and waiting a year to get a... Yeah. yeah. Uh, a brass uh, knuckle tattoo. Uh, hey, there's one. This is why I feel like... See, the ta- but that's not I, black I feel and like gray. The, that's I, American I, traditional, so I, he's good. I feel like the tattoo... <laughs> is that right under your armband? No. <laughs> <laughs> barbed wire. It's a barbed wire... 
No, dude. Brass I, this a brass is, metal this is tattoo. where I feel like this is where tattoo culture gets you in trouble. Is that like at any point when you're around people with tattoos and you're like, oh yeah, a four leaf clover is fucking gay, yeah. and they're like, oh really, dude? And I'm like, oh uh, shit, sorry. Yeah. I mean, not yours. Like yours is really cool, but yeah. Where's your four leaf clover? Not you know what? Not though? yet. People that have them, like w- when you wear a tattoo that's kind of like time locked or kind of like from a a different time of your life, you know. And right. when it comes up, it's funny. Right. You know, like, I got some stupid... I got a nautical star on my thigh that I did to myself. Like, that was cool back it. in 1999. Yeah, yeah right? bro. Yeah. <laughs> no cow. I, yeah. I think everybody needs to have one tattoo or two tattoos that they're just like, yeah, I did this when I was dumb, and it was just a random funny tattoo. Well, hey. I've got a few of those that you've done on me. Yeah, that, you're welcome. That's, hey, that's my first. <laughs> that's hey, you want to look at that this brand? This is my first brand. Uh, we need to outline Turned out, out okay. <laughs> this is the other brand that I kind of regret. It's the. <laughs> Crown had scrambled Kings eggs of the county kind of oh, deal. Oh, and that it's, looks, it's that looks horrible. Like, that looks like somebody turned an omelet into scrambled eggs because exactly. they couldn't yeah. figure out how to make the omelet. Exactly. Was, so I mean, it's not it. It's not a regret. You know, but no, it's a like. Well, I could have done something a little bit different, funny. but I remember that time in my life for yeah. sure. Well, my favorite tattoo. One of my favorite tattoos is my cramp stamp. I have a <laughs> Krampus tramp stamp that, that I do is not hot. regret at all. So I love hot. it. It was my idea. Oh my God, that I'm getting a boner it looks just amazing. thinking about it. Yeah. It's awesome. The, people, it's like one of my favorite tattoos and people love it. So it's a, it's a it's conversation starter. Exactly. I love that. I uh, First tattoo I ever got was on my back. It was visiting back home after moving out here, moving or flying back to Georgia, and I met up with some old friends, and one of them talked me into getting a tattoo on my back that said, Georgia boy. <laughs> And I was like, okay, yeah, no, I'm down. I've never had not, a tattoo. Not, Let's not do it. Boy, Georgia. Well, <laughs> it's very funny that you bring that up because after time, you know, and we've, we, we formulated the font off of the Georgia license, like a card license and everything off the, what do you call that? Jesus Christ. Driver's license. license. Yeah. No, your driver's license. And yeah, the script off of it. So anyway, after time, it kind of faded out. I need to really get a touch up, but getting any tattoo artist to agree to do anything with it's kind of a challenge. Nonetheless, <clears throat> I may or may not have been somewhere that I shouldn't have been, and somebody saw it, and they're like, George's boy. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. I don't know any George's, dude. This is Georgia boy. They're like, oh. So, like, you're available? No, no, no. I'm straight. <laughs> and I'm not George's boy. It's Georgia boy. That's how it, see You see that little thing on the end? On the on top of the eye? That's a peach. Like, oh, I thought that was a testicle. Like, hey, dude, I know what to tell you, man. All right, listen. I'm a Georgia boy, not George's boy. And that's a peach, not a nut. Anyway, <laughs> that's the way it all works out. But see, yeah, we all have them. And with time, too. Your skin changes. You're, 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 you're working on a canvas that's constantly evolving, right? So how do you ensure that your work is something that today, the day that you work on it, is something that you want permanently imprinted on somebody later down the line? How do you determine or deter, you know, bad design from good design, something that's going to last long? What, what goes through your mind during that process? I don't. I just do the best I can in the moment. There you go. You know, I look at tattoos from six months ago, and there's things that I do differently now. Right. Uh, that's why I probably shouldn't tattoo myself because I'll be my own worst critic on it and I'll hate it forever. Yeah. But if you get a tattoo from somebody else, you can appreciate it for what it is forever without being critical of right. it. Right. Right. That's uh, the thing that's so cool about this 
industry is one that I would imagine you get a lot of up and comers and the style of the new up and comers is different than the guys that have been doing it for 10 to 15 years. And their style is different from the guys that have been doing it 20 to 30 years. And so like kind of getting that cool mishmash of all those different blends into one, that's gotta be pretty interesting too. to like know the old timers that have been doing it for a long time versus the up and comers. Like how, how does that whole dichotomy work out when you're bringing these people through your shop? Maybe you do, maybe you don't, or, or that you meet them in the industry and see what they're doing. How do you evaluate all that? Um, it's, it's something that you just kind of like accept it for what it is because everybody, th- that's something that you learn as an artist, not just a tattooer though. Everybody's right. working in a different style. Right. And every decade has its own like signature style. Like if you look at a painting hanging in somebody's house from the seventies, looks way different from a painting that somebody would buy that was made today. Yeah. You know, oh, the yeah. style changes. The thing is, in your house, you can take that painting down and, and hide it in a closet. Right. But on your body, it, the people are kind of stuck with it forever. So you do your best to make it look timeless. But there are certain styles that, you know, they might look like they're going to be timeless tattoos in the moment. But then in 20 years, it's like, okay, Grandpa, cool yeah. tattoo. Yeah. 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 Brass oh. knuckles. Well, that, you know what? That, Barbed wire brass knuckles <laughs> yeah. on your ball sack. <laughs> I mean, or under your armpit, or uh, no, and that's that the crazy, the <laughs> bang bang. Hey, this is not turning into who did fest. what. Yeah, yeah. No, who did what? Who did what mistake what you made? Then, okay, I've never no. made a mistake in my life. Not even today yeah. have I made a mistake. <laughs> but, <laughs> mistakes were not made. Yeah, but I, the, it's crazy thing is that uh, like even a guy that uh, used to work on the old dairy. He was a Portuguese guy, and they used to they were in the wars against North Africa, some crazy shit, and he had some crazy tattoos that were just straight up, uh, probably done out in the field, you know, of their unit logos and whatever of their of, and it was old school shit, and it was like, gosh, that's crazy. And then it, as soon as you see that that little uh, deal up front that says, what is it? Tattoos aren't for. Uh, N- no military or whore or uh, say drunk sailors and and what is the saying? Oh, yeah, Come it on. says uh, tattoos, not yeah. just for sailors tattoos. and whores anymore. Dango, yeah. there you go. They're for everyone. God, yeah. the butcher shop brings it all the way up to yeah. Roseville. Roseville, and we He's got a butcher a- who can actually butcher. <laughs> help us unbutcher what we're butchering. Yeah, now. wow, that. isn't that great? I love that. But uh, back to it, it's crazy because, like you said, between time and different art- artists, right? Well, I mean, you have. You have, there's artists that you know. You guys are all... Heavy alert, heavy alert, heavy alert, heavy alert. Oh my God, it got way too deep. Sorry. And another one. <laughs> heavy alert, heavy alert, heavy alert. We've got some new cans popped over here at Legion Art Collective. Oh and here we, we go. are going to continue the tradition and... As long as I'm on the mic, we will always, <laughs> always, always let the guests go first. Honor tradition. Ian, what do you got over there? And I got some more follow-ups. What do you got? All right. I got a, another uh, dying breed brewing company. Is This is the El Macho Mexican Lager. And uh, let me go ahead and read the little blurb on the back for you guys. Our classic Mexican lager, El Macho, is made with a generous amount of corn, which gives it a bright gold appearance and soft, sweet finish. This beer is light, crisp, and perfect to enjoy during any fiesta. Dying Breed is located in Oakdale, California, a longtime cattle ranching community known as the cowboy capital of the world. Yeehaw! That is today part of a dying breed. 
We believe in keeping good traditions alive and do our part by developing local craft beer made with the finest ingredients. So come in, have a pint, and share your story with us. Fuck, now take a sip. Take a sip. (laughs) (laughs) And tell me what do you think? What do you think? Oh, I like this one. Be honest, 100% honesty. This one's maltier than the other one, and it's stronger than the other one, and it's smoother than the other one yeah i like this one so i think i think now so this week one of the days i'll be probably at dime breed i'm going to tell them that they need to pay you (laughs) to do their radio spots (laughs) because that's fucking perfect dude beautiful voice and you know what el El macho is a great beer and you know what kind of puts dime breed um above the other two breweries in oakdale is that they have el macho yeah so a yeah. lot of people will go, they won't go to Gov or they won't go to Last Call because they want a little light drinking beer. So they literally will go to Dying Breed to have 10 or 12 of those beers. Yeah. I'll tell you and, what, and man, In the summertime, they put lime it. in it. In the summer, they put lime in it. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking good. awesome, dude. Well, and sometimes and you'll hold, go and there'll be Ziploc bags hold, of limes hold on, on the shelf. Hold on, hold on, Paul. I'm going to tell you right now. I've already learned this. And, okay, not to say that the other breweries aren't making lighter beverages, that light beverage just seems to just be the bomb diggity. They cannot, Dying Breed cannot supply the limes. You know why? Because they don't serve food, dude. Yep. Bango. Food. Yeah. Yep. I didn't wow. say they supply yeah. them. I just said they, sometimes there's no, bags yeah, of them yeah. there. No, so this was funny because we, we, Josh Malcolm, shout yeah. out boy. He goes, we could plant a lime tree and people could just pick the limes off of it. I was like, that's genius. Well, then do it. Like yeah, do the do the lime tree. But I know, like my wife, my wife. I mean, my oh, wife loves Last Call. She loves it, and we've been going to Last Call since day day one. negative day, day one. Negative, yeah, right. Month but number one. We'll, we'll, we'll go to Dying Breed because they just have a, a a few easy easier drinking beers. Yeah. And El Macho, dude, on yeah. a hot day like Oakdale gets hot as well, shit. Well, that's a great <laughs> beer to drink. Dude. Yeah. Well, and that's why, and that once again. Uh, and you are a you're more of a lager fan. You are a lager fan, so we're not feeding you the heavy heavies, right? But not we're yet. giving you not yet. Yeah, we're giving you <laughs> the tastier, lighter ones that we have. And I, I don't shit. I don't think we brought. You know any what? From we're gonna call. bring some persuasions yeah. out, some Alvarados for this. Try that one. That he can get a little taste around. Try that because I hair. think it's very important that he gets into the That's deep good, end huh? a little bit. Yeah, I just gave Ian a little sip of that boat hair. Pretty good, yeah, right? That's good. That's uh, yeah. That's pretty good yeah. <laughs> that's, that's very citrusy there's, there's stuff yeah. going on what's that uh yeah, uh, yeah. we can we can do a little dibble dabble dude we're past COVID you, you, so. you want me to are, we? are we are we i don't know yeah that's what they tell me anyway <laughs> do you want me to go on the uh the the final of the uh last yes call? please do i want to get the final the final oh. the anniversary the final schmigali so, yeah. i just cracked open the uh the fourth of the last call anniversary uh brews and this was the edge of darkness which is a black cold ipa and walt Yes. And Josh and Brian. Uh, this one here is the Black Cold IPA with Citra, Idaho 7, and Simcoe hops, which I, those are my three favorites. They're, mm-hmm. they're pretty good. Yeah, those are, my three those are solid standards. And this was a collaboration with King Kong Brewing, which I actually I believe is King it's Kong. up here. It's here uh, they're up here Sack. now. Yeah. He's a ripping boy that's now up in this Sack. area. Yeah, We've talked about Sack. that before. Yeah. 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 This is a 7.2. Uh, also be alcohol. at the Central Valley Brew Fest. Bango. Bango. Ooh, that's going to be fun one. That's yeah. next weekend. Next weekend. I know. It's going down. Sorry. It's going down for real. Yeah. Keep so, going, Matt. Like I said, that's a <laughs> 7.2 ABV. Uh, this, this is a tasty one. I like this yeah. one. I think this one, they. Still do have over at the tap room. They in do. Cans. They in still cans, have. I believe. Yep. Uh, well, and no, it's on tap. Oh, on tap. tap? Too. It's on yeah. tap. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, throw this one out here. I got a red ale. 
This kind of when this, how, that's dating us this, because red ales are hard to get to nowadays. This, so this yes. is this is crazy because I don't know. This has been, probably been the first red ale I've had in a while, and but the first is, one we've ever reviewed on the pod. Oh, yeah, that's yes. true. Huh? We've never there we go. reviewed a red ale on the Am pod. I here for a historic moment? <laughs> <laughs> you, you are. This whole you day are, has been you, a historic you moment. You are a historical moment. <laughs> yes, this whole day has been a historic uh, moment. Paul Newman. Paul, <laughs> Paul Newman. Newman. Oh man, I got news for you. Oh man, these Newman news. I Newman wish, news. You know, I wish we had the backstage mics because, like, the pre-show. That was the pre-show, and it will always be in our hearts forever. If you yes. guys ever have any questions about Paul Newman, ask Josh. <laughs> Just talk Josh to me. Barton, I've Josh got I've got that. facts on Newman. Oh He's my god! Encyclopedia. Oh hey, Paul by, Newman information. By the, by the way, we also want to give a shout out for uh, uh, Paul's tat came from. Another artist DJ. in this studio. Yep. DJ, DJ hooked it up, man. Yeah. At Ink in My Glove on yeah. Instagram. He's a badass traditional yes. tattooer. Yeah. He's crushing him out all day long yeah. here at Legion. And say I want to say it one more time, Ian. At Ink in My Glove. Give at him Ink a follow. If you Dude. want traditional tattoos, yes. if you want that old school tough looking shit, hit him up. Yeah, yeah. which Paul got a tough one. Oh, and tough. he is a great conversationalist oh, because terrific. he kind of led that Paul Newman well, thing. Well, you can you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> yeah, post can talk. Yeah. <laughs> you're gonna post some pictures of his tattoo, I'm sure, on Instagram. Right? I will. Yep. And then I'll you put can, them up you there. Can, you can tag tag it on there. Yep. His, <laughs> I will do it. Instagram on there. Definitely going on the uh, at Hoist and Heavies on instagram so, so out. sorry back to my red ale it's a slow brew another slow brew uh it's called a reggae red red ale it's a seasonal release 5.6 abv if i have any details i will share them with you bango this one of a kind ale was born at uh don't screw me so up bad. man sorry sorry uh born at our brew pub amidst Amidst, 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 amidst. Damn, pretty see. close. Still working no, on see, my vernacular. Still trying to work on that. Know, Influential, influence. Is your second language? <laughs> ESL, ESL, baby. Influential, influential. <laughs> see now, I'm not, now it's just all falling apart. Here goes the show, bingo. Uh, influential musical acts of California's '90s reggae movement: a harmony of seven different malts, three types bingo. of hops. And some good vibrations oh, make reggae red a crowd pleaser. What uh, does it taste like? Slow brew has been handcrafting award-winning beers in the Central Coast since. What? Oh wait, here yeah. we got a little brewer's note deal. Layered, toasted, earthy, five point six ABV, nice thirty IBUs. Take a sip and tell us what you think, dude. We've never reviewed a red ale on here. Malt. Subdued malt Ooh. with a <laughs> with a hint of oh my god! Ed's, well, no, it's like a beer. Somalier. Everybody, everybody in here just got a half chub when he said subdued malt. No, because it, it, went, it went. He so, looks like right at me. You said it. I'm like, oh, it went. He, no, which Would you it like was to like spit that in the bucket. <laughs> Easy sommelier. Uh, no, there was a heavy, heavy hit of malt, but then it just kind of flowed right out, and it's love it. He's gonna start carrying one of the things around his neck, like on the chain. Oh, exactly, the little sippers. Oh gosh, <laughs> subdued malt. Well, have we That's all? Your next we've tap. all subdued been worried. Malt. I've all. We've all been not worried. I'm just gonna all say that we were. We're trying not to sound like the wine pretentious culture, dick pretentious faces. dicks, yeah. which we're not because yeah. it's like. Well, We're just good old like boys that like not, to drink hey, beer. fucking drink this shit, yeah, man. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know how to... I, we could differentiate ourselves because of how we look and how we don't go right. to Napa. We just go to our right. hometown. Exactly. Yeah. And 
we're fucking morons. So <laughs> like, if you were literally looking at us for advice for a number of things, yeah. you're looking in the wrong place. And if you like tasty. good beer, I mean, you're going to hear about good beers on here all the time. Yeah. You're also going to hear about guys that can do great tattoos. So like, <laughs> it just, it's this weird anomaly and, that we kind of sit in. And guys that have great tattoos. And guys that Edward have great tattoos. Edward yeah, excluded. Minus Edward. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Daniel Suarez. He's got a he's got a hot patatsy over here. What do you got, Daniel? Yeah, well, I think first off, uh, Paul's trying to take advantage of me with this uh, ten point eight ABV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knows he's sitting next to you in the truck on the way home, yes, so he sir. wants to get handsy. Daniel's <laughs> been skiing. He, he knows All his inner right long. thigh is is a little tender right now, so he's got to rub on something. A little shadow puppet uh, triple IPA out of Livermore, California, called Efficiency. Nice. Uh, we've got uh, a bold. I apologize, gentlemen. We are, no, we keep are going. You're doing good. No, we're in the butcher shop, buddy. A bold, hoppy West Coast-style IPA brewed with a blend of Chinook, Dr. Ruby, Altus, and Sabro hop varietals. Nice. Another winner. A tasty big beer that hides its strength well. 92 IBUs. Relax. What's indulge. Bitter, bitch? Repeat. Ooh. Chinook. Nice. Ooh. It tastes hey, like a helicopter. Good for you. <laughs> Which, by the way, a Chinook. Can we give another shout out to Jess Palin for bringing that in, dude? That was oh yeah, her little That's run. Right. She brought it in. Yeah. Dropped them off. She dropped. She went to Idaho last Thank week. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. And much. brought us another free beer for that too. And yeah. I gotta say, Jess, you're the female Hank. We love you. Thank you for <laughs> yeah, doing that. That's true. Much appreciated. Yeah. Can, Bingo. And, and this is Mr. Suarez's first. Time here on the uh, podcast. This is this is, this is oh his, yeah. This is we we're breaking his pot. I guess we yeah. should have done that in the beginning. But yeah. anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, not Ed's. No. Dude, I just I feel like this thing is brewing. All right, so here's what I like to do. If you guys are cool with this, we got an hour in. Oh, Paul! Paul's sipping on something that looks very radical. I, I want to talk more about Ian though. We already know about Paul. I don't give a fuck. No, about I mean Paul. I love the beer. Paul. Like he's like my girl. The beer. Oh, the beer. beer okay, the yeah, beer. yeah, yeah. I okay. mean, just the beer. Okay. Yep. No, it's necessary. All right. Well, I appreciate that. You don't have to do that. I'm just over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, just over here drinking on the couch by myself. By the way, uh, whoever comes on the podcast after this one, if you come to the Shabin Bassett, there will be a couch. We are enacting the couch because the couch is nice. It's nice. I think not the gonna, not to be confused with couple, the casting couple couch. Remote, a couple of mics, a <laughs> couple too. mics, but the couch is dope. And it could be both. It just depends on who you are. Just make sure it's scotch guarded. Anyways, so yes, yes. If you donate a couch, Bedrosia, but no, Bordonas. Bordonas. Hey, the guy. Hey, the boy. The boys. Hey, hey, the delivery boys at uh, Bordonas. Listen up. You get free t-shirts. Free t-shirts if you give us a couch. Three cushion couch, comfy, plush. It works. All right. So this beer that we're drinking. Yep. Slow brew. Another one. So I I bought a slow brew sample pack. I was at Rayleigh's earlier getting some Sandos. And I bought this little slow brew sample. This is the original blonde ale. Uh, it screams 1986. Yep. Uh, it's only five, five. Yeah, only 5%. Uh, as the longest standing brewery on California's Central Coast since Prohibition. That's a claim that we must fucking figure that yeah, out. Yeah. You guys might be fucking lying to us. Get, slow, get on that young slow brew has been handcrafting great beer since 1988. All right, so we weren't far off. Our original ale is approachable craft beer that showcased our passion for brewing. A perfect balance of malts and hops creates a refreshing, easygoing ale with a clean finish. That's why we simply say 
It's rocking good beer. 5%, 25 IBUs. And with that, Edward, you're going to take us to a... Biggity, biggity, biggity bango fest? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what kind of podcast this turned into? With a casting couch? (laughs) Uh, We're going to go try out this casting couch real quick. We'll be right back. We're going to do a little break, get a tinkle in, come back. This next half is going to be all emailer. Okay, I know we've been dipping around a little bit because we've been drinking some heavies. We're all tatted up and all excited. We're going to get into it on the second half. Okay. Uh, go to break, <laughs> bro. Yeah. This is what's happening. All right, we'll be right back. All right, bye. See you, bye. We're back at Legion Art in the back room. Again, back I'm still room? tripping out on this no, art. Dude. No, this is the break room, break not the back room. I don't room. know, but for me, it's the back room because oh, I'm yeah, looking true. at all the, the bathroom. bathroom. <laughs> no, we're not, we are not in the bathroom. That is not. No, we are all by the toilet, <laughs> hanging out in the bathroom right now. By the bidet. It's the only solid ground. No, no, that's not the way it went down. Dude, we're back. Drinking yeah. some more heavies, lights. Everybody's got something in oh, their yeah. hand. We're, Everyone's we got, got same stuff. Yeah, we got, same stuff. So, yeah. It wasn't too long of a break. Just another no. little, uh, yeah. just a little, you know. Well, potty break. Yeah, potty break. Yeah. Yeah. break. Got to take care of business. All right. So, yeah, we got off into a few tangents the last uh, segment. I want to get back into Ian right now because, again, you made this big leap from lower Central Valley to upper Central Valley. We talked about the demographic and how they all get in there. But the big question I have for you is like, what does it take to go in and just decide, I'm gonna do this on my own now. Like what what do you gotta do in your, what's going through your mindset in that little gamble? It's a scary thing, man. Because when you decide you're gonna go off and do your own thing, you're you're, Doing what you've already, for me, what I already had done as an artist in the past, which is go out with no safety net and no path. Um, You have to blaze your own trail if you're going to be an artist for a living. And you have to do the same thing if you're going to be an entrepreneur, start a business, or go off on your own. And it's really nerve-wracking because now the money that comes in for you and your family or whatever it might be is entirely dependent on your personal accountability for what you're doing. That was a really scary thing. That is terrifying. No. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds terrifying. I'm getting goosebumps and stress all at the same time right now. Yeah. Obviously, I need to take a Unisom. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but, that, but that's, there's a lot of truth to that because you're tied to literally every single person that walks out of here that you've had your hand on. Like there's no, it's not like getting a haircut where it's like, if you don't like it, it's going to grow back. Hey, oh, by the way, let me break in. I was like, in the background, I was thinking in my mind, I was like, that's like, but that's like finding a barber, even though it, your hair is going to grow it's back. That's permanent. fine. The stakes yeah. are lower. The stakes yeah. are way lower, but it's still like finding a, the barber that you like. Right. And you mm-hmm. love what they do, the artistry the in their hair customer. and going back every time and getting what you want. Like my, well, <laughs> at some point, a razor fade will be coming back in my life <laughs> and my white ass head, but uh, big no, but it was, head. but it's, it's another, it's another form of artistry. But yeah, once again, back to the, back to the getting tied to the clientele and to have your successful business, having them keep on coming back. Like you said, exactly. I mean, you build your business, you've gone out on your own and you have these people coming back and 
repeat customers is awesome. I mean, that's that's the deal. Yeah. Every tattoo that I put out, you know, if I put out a good tattoo, that's a walking billboard of good advertisement. But one bad tattoo can do a hundred times the damage that all those good tattoos do. Yeah. yeah. Because you're building a reputation for yourself either way. Right. Um, and if if I put out something that I'm not proud of or that I don't like, it's going to bring more of that to me. So I have to be really careful yeah. about that. And then as far as being my own business owner and owning my own shop, now it's not like, oh, sorry, dude, the shop is locked up, couldn't get in. I don't know what happened. We'll do it next week. I can't say that. I'm the owner. Yeah. yeah. You know, I have no excuse not to show up on time, not to be ready to go. So I have a lot of accountability to the schedule that I set for myself for my clientele. Interesting. Yeah. And you know, when you're a barber, you have to do this, you have to do the same thing. Cause yeah. if you're not there to cut their hair, when you said you'd be on Friday, they're going to go get it from someone else. Someone else. Boom. Now they're going to that guy every weekend. Yeah. yeah. So the, the interesting thing about <clears throat> your situation though, is that you're setting appointments years in advance <laughs> where barbers are setting their appointments weeks, weeks, weeks in or advance days. or days yeah. in advance. So, but that, but that speaks to your, 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 well, your perspective. I mean, the whole, in terms of the whole thing, were you going to say something different? Or? Yeah, I was going to say something completely different, dude. Okay. What were you going to say? Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> so it makes it special. No, no, no. That, special speaks, to, that speaks to his, uh, obviously his talent, right? I Absolutely. mean, that's if you're starting to get booked out <laughs> months, weeks, years you know the next entry like you you're bringing it in you're bringing it in and you got it but yeah like you said you have to be accountable for that time as as the business owner you are there and you oh did you just go through puberty did i just go to junior high going through puberty it's about ready to ask somebody to prom here just look out yeah you you can do banging tats but if you're hours late for your appointment or you're no call no showing people or you're showing up unprofessionally and not ready yeah. to go like it doesn't matter the quality that you're putting out people are going to get sick of that yeah, and yeah. they're going to go really other places. Quick. so then you get hit with the real business world right i mean that's mm -hmm. the real business world if yeah. you don't have solid hours you don't have a solid reputation about that stuff i mean yeah man. and that's not that's not anything to say about your product right i mean that's just being on time being there and then now you got to bang out the product well, well yeah that impacts my ability to put out product yeah is what yeah. that yeah oh yeah that what that does it 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 takes away from people trusting that they can depend on me to do something, which is if you want to reach a certain level of success in any business, you have to be as dependable as you are high quality. Well, from mm -hmm. a consumer standpoint too, like if you're constantly late or not showing up or rescheduling, you start losing trust in your artist. And even no matter what their art looks like, you're still going to lose trust in that and not want to go to them and find somebody else. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, you know, we only live so long. Yeah, yeah. How long do you want to wait before you start getting the tattoos that you want? Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, it sounds like you're preaching to me. We <laughs> are. It's getting hot and heavy over there. You guys He's are sweating just, a little everybody's bit. Everybody's just. Like, oh everybody's just. I feel like I got oh, the. I got the heat of the room on me. Two more heavy <laughs> things. Yeah. Yeah. Ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> so when you came up here and you developed this shop in this area, like, how did you find the? talent that you wanted to come in and start tattooing with you because that's also kind of your brand and your name on the line so how do you determine that you know i've actually 
been fortunate enough to work with a lot of talented artists in the short amount of time that I've been here. And they've been my buddies or people that have come seeking out the shop or looking for apprentices or apprenticeships. And um, I'm very selective. I've sent just as many people walking back out the door, you know, with good advice on how to chase their dreams or achieve their goals, but not necessarily offering them a spot to work here. Um, I have to protect that reputation through my other artists just as much as I have to protect that reputation with my own art. Mm-hmm. I have to be selective about that. And I, I don't know. I, it, that's a hard thing to do because it's not a McDonald's, you know, I'm not just trying to fill a certain number of people on my staff to fill all the different shifts. I'd way rather sit here with an empty station for two years than bring some fly by night dude in. That's going to drag the reputation of my shop down. Right. Yeah. Well, that's <clears throat> what I could say about you too is, I, you tattoo me almost, I go to you almost exclusively, but if you recommend one of the people in your shop, I will trust them no matter what. And hey, I've done that You've before. collected from several of the people yeah, who've worked here. Because you have recommended them. It was the same thing when I was, you, uh, you were recommended to me by Chow. I trusted him and I trust you to put, put me in the right direction of what I want. And you know exactly what I like, my kind of style I like. So if you say, oh, he's a great tattoo artist, I'm going to go to him. So that's the trust I have in you as, you know, as a tattoo artist and as a friend. Yeah, and that's but, that's a burden that lands on you when you own a business, too, that, you know, luckily I take it very, I take that as a very heavy responsibility, but people are trusting me to change their bodies, and if I'm going to guide them into somebody else and say, hey, this guy can do do exactly what you're looking for, I'm putting my, I, I put my name on everybody that works here. Yeah. You know, and they carry my reputation along with them. And they carry the reputation of the shop. Right. They could come in, work here for a week and leave. And they can leave this shop's reputation behind. But I'm stuck sitting here with the reputation that they have impacted at that point. So I have to be really protective about that. That is so interesting because it has legs to it, too. I mean, it's similar in the farming industry where it's such a tight-knit community that it takes years and years and years to build a reputation and it takes a split second to destroy it. You build a thousand bridges. Uh, Build a thousand bridges. Before you're called a bridge builder, but you suck one One time. One time. (laughs) (laughs) No, hey, that's, hey, and that's, hey, that's with, hey, that's with everything Everything, though. You think about it, friendships. You're right. Man, I mean, we all, we all say that we sit around with guys. I mean, guys can get over shit real quick you want to talk about something that it, that builds friendships women build oh, friendships yeah. and and yeah. if something yeah and then it's it it's off forever well, I know. and i mean we we have a little more we can bounce back you might know you don't always think about it but it was it's always one of those things in the back of your mind but businesses farming 100 yep. million thousand percent 100 million thousand yeah. percent. and i mean i think the only leeway i'm going to give is to breweries <laughs> because yeah. because people I, want to continue to show up for the product because they're supplying yeah. happiness. Yes. Yeah. Uh, recession proof, depression proof, everything proof. Exactly. I, I think what you're talking about is, you know, you help me you help me six times, but if you don't on the seventh, I'm gonna remember the time you, you weren't yeah. there to help me. And that's human nature because every time you do something, you're setting a new standard by which people can expect things from you. So yeah. even if you come correct all these times in a row. The second you drop the ball, that plants the seed of doubt in somebody's mind that you're going to drop the ball again at some point. And that's not worth the risk for people yeah. when it comes to something like a tattoo. Absolutely. Well, well, it comes to what we talked about earlier, too, is you you can bust out, like, 
a hundred amazing tattoos, but that one tattoo you mess up on or you could potentially mess up on, that person's going to talk about that tattoo being bad or the horrible experience they had, whether it's a good tattoo, bad tattoo, but their experience. They're going to talk to people more about that than they are their great experiences. Oh, yeah, dude, I've got a ton of great tattoos on me from great artists, people that I really like. But I also have, I'm not going to name any names, but I got a tattoo from a dude that couldn't give a shit about me at one point. And I saw him later at a convention, and I was stoked to show him how my tattoo was healing up, and he didn't even want to give me the time of day. Mm. And that totally changed how I feel. I got a great tattoo from the guy, but I'm nowhere near as happy with it because the experience attached to it sucks now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. We have, like, a very similar saying in the fire service. It's like, you can show up on time to work every single day. Do everything you're supposed to do every single day the right way. Fight every fire. Drive to every call. Treat everybody like you're supposed to. But that one time you're late or that one time you don't do what you're supposed to do, that's how you're remembered. Yeah. And that's what I tell my – I got kids. My son's seven years old, and I tell him that all the time. You could do this. You could do the right thing every single day, but that one time, that one time you do the wrong thing or the one time you're late or the one time you don't turn your homework in or the one time you hit the kid after he hit you, you're known as that kid. Yeah, you You've could messed live. up or you've done the wrong thing. And, and it's – it's prevalent with, I think, almost every industry, right? And not even just industry. You could go 40 years. You live to be 40 years old, never having killed somebody. But you kill one person, you're going to prison. <laughs> you're going to jail. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ever. 100%. <laughs> you know yeah, oh, yeah. Like, oh, hold on. Hold on. This is the, this, uh, Hoisting Heavy's Life Lessons. Or, <laughs> I mean, that, that hey, that. Sorry, <laughs> guys. When I'm tattooing, we get deep. So, yeah, a lot true. of this is going to be in real more, In more ways yeah. than one. But yeah, what I, but what I wonder, what I want to round it back to is, uh, like, what you're saying was, child recommended Ian to you. Mm-hmm. You had a connection with him, right? Oh, and, a very deep, and now still deep connection. He is deep inside you for the rest of your life. Oh, this, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, like, I have a few tattoos, and I've actually only had. I think I've had four, four tattoo, four tattoo artists. My first tattoo was done: Hart and Huntington tattoo, Palms Hotel, Las Vegas. I was eighteen. They filmed the show the whole time. Not on, not me. The all these other people. A couple years later, I saw the same guy that tattooed me at a tattoo convention. He wouldn't even fucking talk to me. It makes you feel different about that tattoo. Fuck that guy, dude. You know what I'm saying? And I love the tattoo, but I also hate it now because that guy's a piece of shit. Yeah, and it's real easy to to give a client or a friend that bad taste in their mouth. Yep. Yeah. And when my business is built on not doing that, it becomes really important that I don't do that. Yeah. I mean, after when, when we came in here and we and you came came in, we start we had our pleasantries, we talked to see how we're doing. You asked me, Daniel. First off the bat, how our tattoos healed? How our tattoos healed up? Yeah, because if they didn't heal up right, I want to make that shit yeah. better. Yeah, that yeah. was. I'm yeah. sad. We were. I was witness to it. But it's even based off your name. Like I, <laughs> I walked in here. Right, DJ was here. He was tattooing. He he did a fucking kick ass. Dude, that was a crushing tattoo. That was yeah, sick. That was badass. Yeah. That hand piece that he did, and I was like, and I told these guys ahead of time, I was like, all right, if, if there's if there's some guys there, like I'll try to get a bang or something like that, and. I'm particular. I've been in a lot of shops before and walked right out the door. Like the tattoos that I've had, they're connections with the artists. You know what I mean? And and talking to DJ a little bit and then talking to him a little bit more and a little more. And I was like, this guy's this guy's right for me. He's my style. 
He does the art that I liked, like, and we just connect. We had a lot of the same similarities. I mean, I'm not the type of girl to walk into a tattoo shop and get <laughs> a tramp stamp right away without talking to somebody. You know what I mean? But I fucking, I'm digging what he gave me, and I would not have done that if it was under other circumstances. If that makes sense. Like, you know what I mean? If we walked in and it was like, oh, yeah, Ian's great, but, you know, the other guys here, like, ah, I, I don't really know. You know what I mean? So, so the the fact that you have the mindset that you have to surround yourself with not only people that are your same caliber, but people that elevate you, like that's next level shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, nobody can push to the next level unless there's healthy competition around them. Iron and sharpens iron. D- yeah, exactly. Iron uh, sharpens rising iron. tide rises, rises all, all ships. ships. Yep. Exactly. Oh, look at that! You got it right. <laughs> what? Nailed we it. did. We didn't butcher that no one. No butcher. Yeah, pounding. Pounding. Nice. Pound town, baby. I was, I was expecting butcher shop right there. Yeah, well, we're trying. DJ, we're trying. DJ cares a lot about the tattoos he does. And on top of that, he's a fucking blast to hang out yeah. with. Yeah. Even if it's only for like an hour and a half where you're getting tattooed, he's a yeah. good time. Like yeah. I said, the whole time that I've been here and the whole time he was here and the fact. So comfortable. <laughs> just, dude, it was. Everything that he was popping out with was it was it was great, man. We just we I don't know, we just rolling with it and we're like, God, this is great, yeah, man. You guys, you guys got here a little before me and DJ right. was already here tattooing and when I walked in it seemed like you guys were all already uh, buddies. We made ourselves yeah. at home. Yeah, well, no, exactly. that, well, that was the thing. We bro- so we rolled in and we're like we're like just kind of standing up front like, you know, tourists and and but he's like, oh, and then we all figured out. I was like, oh, yeah. oh I mean, you guys get, get in the back, yeah. you know? I was like, oh, yeah, we got we to gotta roll on the table and all that stuff. It's like, oh, yeah, um, no problem. Props to his client, too, who let us interrupt that yeah, whole thing. I know. Thank you. Yeah, he's whoever a good dude, too. Okay. Yeah. In nice. fact, I want to take a second, if you guys don't mind, and, and mention that I have two other dudes here that I put a lot of trust and a lot of faith in. Uh, one is Mike Birick, mm-hmm. and he's a badass. He's my former apprentice. Nice. And that dude cares just as much. He does puts he, out extremely high quality tattoos. Does he have a social handle that people could follow if they wanted to yeah, get I, on and check I it out? I think it's Mike Birick Art. And what does he specialize in? What's his go-to? You know, he doesn't really have a specialty right now. Okay. He's working on specializing toward black and gray realism just because having me as a mentor, that's yeah. probably the the most education I can give him. For sure. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I haven't had I haven't had any tattoos by Mike, but I've seen him work and he does amazing work he's I a killer it. dude and yeah. his handle is actually mike birick tattoos mike birick tattoos yeah okay. birick is b-i-r-b-i-e-r-e-k so okay mike birick tattoos mike birick tattoos and yeah then, he was here when we were coming yeah. in he was checking out he he had to take off he wanted to stay he said but he had to take care of some stuff at yeah. home yeah. so yeah and then i have a current apprentice named ruben who's coming in hot man he's doing affordable tattoos he's doing great work his name is Ruben, and his Instagram handle is, uh, he just changed it. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, <laughs> some Jeopardy music. Hey, dude, that gal from what Canada has been crushing it on Jeopardy. <laughs> uh, Priscilla. So it's at Priscilla Tattoos, P-R-E-C-E-L-L-A, at Priscilla Tattoos. He does, <laughs> he does badass stuff, too. Say that one more time. No. I want to hear it one more time. Say it one more time. At Priscilla, P-R-E-C-E-L-L-A, at Priscilla Tattoos. He does Chicano lowrider style art. I like that and he's style. he's coming in hot, dude. Yeah, yeah very I sh- cool. I showed you his Instagram when we got yeah. here. You know, and he's, yeah. got some, he's got some great work coming out. That kind of is, so, again, for somebody who's got limited ink, I've got some ink here and there. And, and again, thank you, Ian, for 
allowing me to be part of your club today because I got a stamp from me uh, from Ian that I'm pretty proud of now that it's been corrected and again that was on me I was already proud of that, it yeah, yeah Ian was already <laughs> proud of it it was my wife that spurred the whole thing anyway we talked about that <laughs> oh, nonetheless yeah <laughs> when okay so one of the shows it's highly dramatized it's it's kind of a dog shit show I'm not gonna lie but the work that they do is very interesting because it kind of opens your mind and understands a little bit more about what what tattoos are. You know where I'm going with this? Ink Master. Yes, Ink oh. Master. So is that like is that like a smudge on the tattoo industry or is that <clears throat> what what is that highlight for tattoo artists? Because for somebody like me who gets tattoos very irregularly, I look at the work they do and it allows you to see things that people are critical of but also there are a lot of people that walk out of there not winning, and I look at these tattoos, and I'm like, dude, you're winning. That thing is badass. So when you see something like that, and it kind of like opens up the ed- educational canal for people to understand what a good tattoo is versus not good tattoo or how to be judgmental, how does that make somebody like you feel that does this every day and like obviously they're getting people more on board with making it more commonplace or more you know standard? What, what what kind of impact does that have on you, your business, and the way that you perceive things? I don't know. Does that make sense? Well, the 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 TV show thing is kind of a double-edged sword. Right. Because no publicity is bad publicity. Right. For, for people or for celebrities or for industries. So having a tattoo show on TV and making people more aware of tattoos, I mean, dude, tattoos are everywhere now. Yeah. And those types of tattoo shows have been a huge part of bringing it into it in a mainstream culture. Um, so that's good for my business. Yeah. But it also gives people kind of a warped idea of how they should handle their appointments or how a tattoo goes down because like you should not be being told who's going to tattoo you. Right. You should be picking who's going to tattoo you. Right. You should not be getting your body changed permanently by somebody who's under the gun and under the clock and right. trying to win a contest. Right. You should be getting it changed by somebody who's taking your body into their care and navigating what's best for you at whatever pace is best for you. Right. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, yeah, it's kind of cheesy and it's kind of, you know, not the way that things happen. But Campy. Yeah. yeah, it's cool that it's cool that it's making tattoos more acceptable. I mean, I have tattoos all over my head now. <laughs> right. 20 years ago, I'd be like... Nobody would fucking Nobody talk would to do. me. Be <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I like tattoos. I want tattoos on my head. That doesn't right. mean that I'm some scary, terrible dude. It just means exactly. I like being tattooed. Right. But um, but there are people in the tattoo industry that hate those types of shows because they don't want tattooing to be more mainstream. And be I'm, I'm on the I'm on the fence about that because the more mainstream it is, the more I can sustain my life. By doing tattoos mm-hmm. because right. it's better for business. But, you know, a, a neck tattoo used to mean like, watch out, bitch, I'll fucking hurt you. <laughs> right. But now yeah. a neck tattoo means like, oh, I, I'm a vegan chef. I'm a vegan chef. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so oh. they, don't, they don't mean what they used to because of how mainstream it's become. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the best what metaphor is, we've feel, gotten in a long time. I feel like I it's coming that. back to the yeah. guy that doesn't I have any that. tattoos. Yeah, no, yeah, no, but that's pretty no. phenomenal. I, you know, I actually I enjoy the shows because I enjoy the art. 
Uh, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I, I feel like same watching. Way. The, I like the process of it, but at the same time, I'm with you on that. With and, you picking your own tattoo artist, I don't know if I could trust somebody just randomly. Like, yeah. Oh, so who's just you because know, you're on a Martin. show doesn't mean that you're good. Yeah. But but those people getting tattooed, they're being paid to be there as actors. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well. So they're signing their own death wish. If they exactly get their own warrant, which exactly. I never understood how they get pissed off at how their tattoo when you. You know, ends up. Well, they're also being told to get pissed off. It's true. Yeah. This is this is the thing that drives me nuts about the show is that I know it's highly dramatized. If you could like take the Hollywood element out of it and just let these guys do whatever challenges they had yeah. to do, and they didn't have to be forced to like talk shit to one another, I feel like that would further inhibit yeah. their ability to like make these creative masterpieces. Which, like, when you look at like the the quote unquote shitty tattoo that gets eliminated in the show. You're like, I don't know, dude, I've gotten a couple that are probably a little <laughs> subpar of that. So like, I'm not going to be one to judge, but when it comes down to it and you see all these people that are literally putting their lives online to do this thing and you're watching it, if they could just eliminate that whole aspect and allow them to do work that inspired them and made them enriched, yeah. those are Badass tattoos. Like get rid of the drama. Exactly. Yeah. Just well, get rid of the drama. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, you you just said exactly what the executives want. Yes. Yeah. They want the yeah. drama. Yeah, they they want want the the drama. drama. I, I uh, know what sells. It's without... a formula, dude. It's yeah. A formula. It's yeah. a formula. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna ask real quick, just because it kind of popped in my head a couple seconds ago. What is the oldest person that you have tattooed? Ooh, good question. I've tattooed people in their 70s. Oh, nice. That have never had a tattoo? or Uh, No, actually, most of the people that are that old that I'm tattooing have been collecting for a long time. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I've also reached a point with a couple clients where it's like, man, their skin is so aged. Frail. And all the collagen is gone. Yeah. So it's like paper thin all seven layers of the skin are like condensed into the thickness of one layer. and they're on right. the blood thinner cumin they're on blood thinners <laughs> yeah. all kinds of shit. yeah so the second the needle touches them it just turns into a bruise the size of a half dollar yeah and i've had to yeah. tell people unfortunately because they love collecting tattoos they love coming and hanging out with me but it's like man like i can't do anything i don't feel comfortable continuing putting your body through this much trauma yeah, yeah. you know um, but yeah, I mean, I've tattooed people into their late seventies. I've got a client right now that just turned 65 and, uh, her whole dude, I'm from the tip of her nip <laughs> to, to her hairline, to the slip of her lip of the slip. Let's let that one go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, but, hey, honestly, I'm not going to say her slip name. Of the clip. I'm not going to say her name, but dude, she's one of the most fun people to hang out with. No yeah. kidding. She comes yeah. in here. She's 65 years old. She sits like a rock. She brings me a carrot cake every time she comes Oh, oh bango. She pays, pays you beatballs. Bango. But Love yeah, it. dude, and she's badass, and she's, she's still cruising. Her skin holds up. Everything's smooth. It uh, heals she, well. She had to cancel her last appointment because she had a heart attack. Oh, yeah. But then showed up to the next one and kept collecting wow. tattoos. That is badass. Kept all yeah. That's how I want to be. <laughs> well, that was my biggest like concern coming over here because I get dry skin heart really attack. easily in my you know, in in the crux of my like elbows right here, oh, like my weenus and stuff. Weenus. <laughs> What's that? Oh, in the notch. Thank you. In the have notch. You, have you tried showering regularly? <laughs> I have. I know. I know. I like that hot water in that 30-minute shower. Uh, but I just found this, like, 
I know. I'm one of those douche canoes that lotions. I have to. If I don't, I'm going to turn into like this really terrible canvas. So you know what hey, actually anyway. works for farmers? So like two months is actually ago. put it on sunblock. Uh, Oh, sunblock, yeah. Oh, because once, you're, once you're a tattoo guy, sunblock is an everyday regimen. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. an everyday regimen. I mean, yeah, imagine. Why you understand you invest, what the dermis can do, right? Yeah, why would you invest all that pain and all yes. that money and all that time and then just obliterate li- something? Exactly. So I was concerned you're about up it. up if you're not using sunscreen, bro. I found this, like, Vaseline regenerative, I don't know, lotion that just, like, continually changed my life. Okay, hold on. We got something going on here. What's up? I never fucking use sunblock. <laughs> I actually, uh, your you tattoo know, artists are gonna hate you. You know, I use, uh, I used to use t- uh, last summer. I switched from tanning oil to SPF four. Oh, four? what? Yeah, I That's use SPF four. That'll give you about four minutes of protection. Yeah, yeah. my wife really wants me to uh, bump Most up to fifteen. Most people should know that he's Dutch and African. Okay, yeah. so like, yeah, <laughs> you're a you're a different type of so, white so, skin. Fella. Yeah, so I I don't uh, I don't use sunblock and. And no, I, I I will admit I would probably be a little bit more vivid if I put lotion. But I can tell by your tattoos on. that they were done really well. Oh, yes. And I can tell that when they're healing, you protected them from the sun. Well, uh, 100%, 100%. That makes a huge difference. The longer that you go before the initial sun exposure mm-hmm. after you get it tattooed, the more resilient it's going to be to sunlight in the future. All my irresponsible tattoo care happened at least like 14 to 21 days after. (laughs) (laughs) But I also like, I also, I also like I lotion during and kept them clean and put, put tattoo derm on, you know what I mean? Like I I was very, I was very, I was very vigilant when it came to that. You know what I mean? So please don't, do what I do. What I do is just different. Everyone has their own skin type and everyone heals differently and everyone handles tattoos differently. Yeah. And I you am. just have to listen to your artist because your artist is the one. And I love that you fucking keep, you keep saying this word. Like you keep saying collecting art. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And, yeah, and sure. I had a conversation with a dude years back when I was in the Navy and was like, so you like art? Yeah, I like art. I like art. I like this, I like this, I like this, I like this. And it's like, well, that's now the, the tattoos that I have is the artwork that I like and that I enjoy. You know what I mean? It's the shit that I want to take everywhere with me, everywhere I go, because I love that shit. Exactly. So I love that you keep saying, you don't, you don't say like getting tattooed or getting blasted. Like it's collecting art. And, and the fact that you say that speaks volume to you as a tattoo artist. I just want everyone to know that. Like I met you tonight and, and I've had a few beers, but your, your I verbiage. You, I love you. I love no, no, you. No. I love you too. Man. Yeah, but your verbiage and the way you speak about your artwork, dude, just in my opinion, puts you like in a uh, different, different realm, upper echelon, should I say? Thanks, I, I mean, man. I don't sit there and blow smoke at people's ass when I talk about Ian. Ian legit cares about what he does. He's a well, major, Matt, major now artist. we know. Yeah, now you know. <laughs> now you know. And when it comes to like the sunblock, Ian, you know, like I wear sunblock at work, but you used to give me so much shit because I tan super easy. So when he tattoos me, he's like, man, are you wearing sunblock? Yeah, I, I do. I told him, but- I'm going to stop fucking tattooing you. <laughs> <laughs> but I wear sunblock. Now I actually wear long sleeve shirts at work just because I tan super easy. So it just... Like an old cowboy. Like an old cowboy. There you go. 100% I agree, guys. Sometimes I talk to my wife and I'm like, eh, I'm not really into a tattoo, but I know if I call Ian and let him know what I'm thinking of, like, I want to get a tattoo because it is 100% art. He does a great job. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah, and you, if you just have an idea, like all my tattoos, I've had an idea of what I wanted, and I tell Ian, "This is my idea." I let him run with it. I trust him 
one hundred thousand million percent. I love come that. So we're just hundred thousand million percent. So we're just hey, better Ian, we're just we're just toot tooting your horn. Okay, I'm just, man. I appreciate <laughs> it, guys. For those just listening right now, I'm also jerking them off under the table. <laughs> it feels good, which man. is funny because he's wearing his Nikes, but his sock is off, and it's all with his toes. So that's very impressive. <laughs> it's called a foot job. <laughs> all right, so. You come up here to Roseville, you're doing a thing. We've gone through the collective aspect of it. When it comes to the artistry of it, how do you determine what, you know, you want your special to be? Because I'm a black and gray guy. That's my specific, you know, preference. How do you come up with that? Do you, you whittle around in a bunch of different type of styles and then end up on that? Like, how does a tattoo artist decide this is my specialty? I think... <clears throat> the way that they tattoo and the way that their tattoos age and when they finally start seeing, you know, tattoos that are seven, eight, nine, ten years old start coming back into the shop and they see what's happening to their work over time. I think that that gives them a lot of perspective on, you know, a lot of these people you tattoo, you're going to be seeing them forever. Mm -hmm. You're not going to put something on them that looks great on Instagram and then not give a shit about it. They're going to come back. They're right. going to see you. Right. And that really makes it real that these are going to be walking around for the rest of their life. And, dude, I'm tattooing people that are 20 years younger than me now. This is stuff that's going to be walking around for the rest of my life. Yeah. And it's going to age. And it's going to change. And things are going to blur and fade over time. And depending on how you put the tattoos in, certain styles are going to fit with that that are going to age better than others. And I'm not saying that my style of tattoo, that, that style that I specialize in ages better than others. It just ages better with the way that I tattoo. So if you put in a traditional full color tattoo and 20 years later it's looking banging, that's what you need to be doing. Yeah. That's pretty you find it and you... you, you like hone in on it. Yeah, that, that makes damn perfect sense. But it and takes a long time to figure that out. You have yeah, to yeah. literally wait years time. to see what happens. With it. Yeah, it's like it's like proving, well, like proving a bull yeah. or proving a tree or proving a anything. I don't know. You prove prove all kinds of shit. You have to yeah, all it does is take time. You have yeah. that delayed gratification. Exactly. Um I'm going to go ahead and throw it up. It's been thrown up by the peanut gallery. Um your the website and everything that goes along with this, you got all your information up here. Testimonials are through the roof, right? I mean, you got all the banging art on this thing, man. I mean, and you can't um, please them all, but you can make most of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, it feels like, uh, okay. So some drunk, some drunk dude came in and he wanted a unicorn on his forehead. I turned him away and he was pissed on Yelp. And then he gave like, me a one star review. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, no, it's a, like I said, it's a, you got, you got, you got all your information up here and it is a uh, Legion art collective, uh, dot business. That's wait, why does it say dot business dot site? Is that what it is? Right. I didn't even know I had a website. That's tight. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> What's that? Oh, and, all right. so. Oh what? yeah, Insta yeah, and well yeah, and the Instagram site, right? Instagram, yeah, I, yeah. I'm, I, dude, I'm social media inept, so you're showing me all the stuff that I have no idea what's Google going on. If you just Google us, it yeah. pops up on all these different yeah. sites. Yeah, yeah. Just right. Google, Google Legion yeah. Art Collective. Yeah. Or Ian Miller Art, Ian Miller Art on Instagram. Yeah. Oh yeah. Bingo. Um, Ian, what would you 
give credit to being your main inspiration to? Well, there's there's two elements to that. One is my parents. They raised three kids who are wildly successful in three completely different walks of life. And I think the secret to that is not to force kids to do something that you want them to do, but see what they enjoy doing and encourage them to do that. Love that. So my sister, my two sisters, one of them is a a CrossFit athlete and a Princeton doctorate graduate. Wow. The other one is a way higher up computer programmer at NBC Universal. And math, science, fitness, art, whatever it may be, whatever a kid is interested in, if you just foster that without forcing that, I think that's the secret to building success in that, in that direction. Uh, so my parents just constantly providing me with every type of tool that I would ever need to become an artist eventually, because that's what I wanted to do. Anytime I was bored, it wouldn't make me do art, but they would encourage me to do art. Um, so shout out John and Lori, you guys are the shit. <laughs> um, and then that. the other thing is, you know what, man, my mentor Chow. Yeah, that guy taught me how to be a businessman. He taught me how to be a professional tattooer. He taught me how to connect with clients. He taught me how to be fulfilled as an artist and that it wasn't about, you know, just being a rock star. It's about connecting with people that you care about and giving a shit about what you're doing on them. So between my mentorship with Chow and having the amazing uh, parents that I have, they've led me here. Yeah. Shout out to Chow. Shout out to Chow. I've known Dude. Chow for 20-something years, and I've never been tattooed by him, but I'm still friends with him. It's just like going to a shop, and he's had a good relationship with me. We, yeah. And you know, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's and a great guy. Speaking and, of that mentorship, I mean, that's guided me into mentoring a couple other artists who have gone on to provide for themselves a living that they never dreamed of. You learned that from Chow, how to mentor somebody. You took what you learned from him, and you, you know, you... Pass it on down. 100%. The, ta- the tattoo, uh, it wasn't really an industry until recently. It was just a culture. And it's a culture that dates back thousands of years. And, you know, if your village had the tattoo guy or if your Yakuza clan had a tattoo master or whatever port you sailed into had a tattoo shop, you know, that was a culture. It wasn't really a business. And it's become a, an industry, but the culture of mentorship and passing along a tradition is something that's super heavy in, in the industry that I work in. And that was bestowed on me by the guy that taught me because it, he's an old school guy from the time when that was still how it was. And even though I have to be a business and I have to treat it as an industry and it, the, the landscape has changed because of the internet... I still value those things Mm -hmm. and I want to instill those values in the people that I'm teaching so they can instill them in the people that they teach one day. Yeah. Dude, that's deep. Did did somebody (laughs) invite? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. All right, we're back. We're back again, and there's a lot of stuff going on here. And (laughs) the peanut gallery's peanut. I was gonna say, it sounds like (laughs) sounds like Edward's Edward's job of editing is gonna be uh, 
Just let it be. No, no, uh, whatever. Just let it hey, be. Hey, no, hey, we're not throwing out a lot of f bombs. No, today. that's that's very really good. That's, that's good. very true. And we're in a tat shop. Yeah. What? Oh my god! Is this? What is happening? Are we in a warp zone? Uh, so uh, I'm just gonna throw it out there. The crazy thing was that we were. I mean. Now, I mean, Ian, you are now, you've just broken into uh, a Castorate double IPA. Uh-oh. Once again, from Dying Breed, I feel like we're giving you just all the Dying Breed beers. I don't know why. <laughs> How's that Because I, like, I feel like somebody needs a, 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 a Scottish Highlander tattoo. Yes. Uh, you know. Oh, my God. But, so uh, yeah. Maybe Edward. Eight, no. 8% is... Because my hair? I'm just saying, if it'll get me free beer at Dying Breed, I'll get one. Is 8% a heavy? Someone's got a Which hey, and that was I don't know, that's cool. You have listened to a couple episodes, obviously. So that's hey, that's cool. I, I'm gonna throw that out there to say when you hear that people actually listen to the stuff you're putting out, it makes you feel a little bit better. It's, I think it's, I, I don't know, obviously not as crazy as running into, wait, and by the way, do you just run into people randomly that have gotten tattoos from you? Oh, yeah, all the time, all dude. The time. I can't go anywhere. I, I flew to New York, and there was a dude across the street from me. I was like, hey, Ian Miller, what's up? <laughs> Damn. I got a tattoo from you. Oh, no way. I love yeah, that. Man. I can't go anywhere. <laughs> oh. I can't go anywhere. Can, can, can I, can, Ian, do you mind uh, if I mention your, uh, your the famous t- or, um, client you've had? Yeah, go ahead. Uh what was his name? It was a... Um, He's so famous, you don't know his name. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm trying to... It was um, oh, Mickey, Mickey Avalon. Avalon. Yeah, yeah, Mickey Avalon. Mickey oh! Avalon. Mickey Avalon. Warm Coors Come Lights. Oh, oh, Warm Coors Lights. Yeah. yeah. Mickey Avalon. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, no that was way. a cool time. That was Still, a cool time. That, what? That, where, where did that happen at? So... I'll, I mean, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, you I don't guys know, know who Smooth E is? Of course. Yes. Okay. <laughs> dude, I saw so, the Tech 9 Mac Dre track, Yeah, Smooth E. They're all underground. Smoothie was following me on Instagram for a long time. He was a big fan of my work. And he was producing an album for Mickey. And Mickey was like, hey, man, I want to get a tattoo. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Mickey. That's my best impression. Yeah. (laughs) If he ever listens. but um. I'll make sure he hears this. But um, so anyways, so he was like, Smoothie was like, yo, if you want a tattoo, you got to go to my, my boy. He's the best in the business. Which I'm not, but that's, cool. uh, nah. that's debatable. Don't uh, say yourself short. But, this is a uh, podcast. Yeah, I'm the shit. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> there, there you go. Uh, anyway, so Smoothie hit me up. He's like, yo, Mickey wants a tattoo. Uh, come down to Hollywood and, and blast him up. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll pack my shit. So I drove down there and I tattooed Mickey off of a Pac-Man uh, arcade table in Smoothie's apartment while they were recording an album. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> yeah. That is wild, yeah. dude. And then he took me on a cruise in his old bomb, and we went and got burgers and had drinks, and it was a fucking good time. Wait, where'd you get burgers? Someplace in Hollywood. No. I don't fucking know. I was there with Mickey Avalon. That's a cool thing. <laughs> I thought it was Fat Burger or something. Not seven degrees of separation from Kevin I'm at least four degrees from Kevin. At Bacon. least four degrees. I'm. I'm. Bubba and White Lion speak Coke or Warm Coors Light. Yeah. Mickey Coors Avalon, Mickey call me Avalon. Mr. Right. Call me Mr. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Does anyone else have a, a celebrity story or a celebrity mm. connect? Well, well, well uh, we Sam Donaldson. I've. I've been. Oh, <laughs> Spider Man. Which one? Oh, Sam Donaldson was the old reporter for he was in, like whatever. He was in Spider Man. Yeah. 
No, no, not Spider. No, but no, we met Spider Man out on a range. Uh, what's his name? Come on. Which one? Which one? Oh, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, Tobey Maguire. Okay, there you go. The short one. They're all uh, short. I've, oh, yeah, I've that's been, right. They are all short. Never meet <laughs> an actor because you're like yeah, you're no, always gonna be disappointed. Yeah. Yeah. Toby, so Toby, I, I <laughs> <laughs> oh damn it! Not all another right, tangent. tangent. All right. So have you guys seen the movie? Uh, it's it um, um, Mary's Game or Martha's Game? Martha's Game. No, it's not Martha's. It's not Martha's. <laughs> it's not Martha's. But it's uh it's a uh, it's a movie about uh, a woman that used to run a high stakes poker. Look it up on the Google. I'm, I'm waiting high for stake, she did a high stakes poker game yes. in uh, Hollywood. Was Tobey Maguire in it? So there was a character. There was a character that that it was like a real nerdy character that this whole thing was based off of. This guy, like he he would float from high stakes poker to high stakes poker games all over Hollywood, and he ended up at this chicks that she ran for for years, and the guy Molly's game. game. Molly's game. Molly's. Not only is it about poker, but it's also about Molly. She was hot. Oh. Yeah. You, you oh, not Molly. Not, not Molly. Molly. <laughs> Molly. Molly. Anyways, so in this movie, the way she gets caught is Tobey Maguire was the high, was the dude that was the degenerate poker player that played in all these different tournaments, and he was the one that she fucked over, and then he told, basically and honestly told the FBI about her, and that's how she ended up getting caught. So Tobey Maguire is the worst Spider-Man fucking ever. <laughs> okay. All right. That'll make for too good. I've, All right. I've bowled and drank whiskey with Brian Doyle Murray. Bill Murray. Bill Murray's brother? Yeah, you what? know. He played. Brian Doyle. Of course, yeah. dude. He's the one who was in Vegas vacation as the big boss. Kingpin? Yeah. He, as he the was, big boss in Vegas. Or in not in Christmas vacation. Yes, he was the boss. He yes. was also he was Bill Murray's dad in oh. when he went back in time in Scrooged. Yeah. He was the main Caddyshack guy in Caddyshack, the the who ran the Caddyshack. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, okay, you so drank with him? What's that? Did you see your uh he your saw much Lawnmower Willie tattoo? <laughs> Lawnmower Willie. This was actually before that. Oh, it was before Lawnmower oh. ground. Now you have to naked hey. for other celebrities. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this. He's no, it's, not, it's a dark time in my life. I'm gonna, can I throw out my beer real quick? Yes, because I do. just cracked into this. Yes. And it's one from one that we like called Avrado Street Brewery. Uh, Biggie's Bogus Baja Bash. And it's an imperial sour with key lime, kiwi, pineapple, and don't even try Spear lime. <laughs> Dude, I don't even know how to read. Good thing I brought my glasses. It's uh, spirulina. What's oh, what's spirulina? I don't know. It's got to be something good. Let me try it. It's it's Isn't like slime or green like algae or something. Mm. I don't know. That's why it's probably got the green color to it. Because if you pour good. it out, it tastes like a lollipop. It's wonderful. Like a, like, a, like, a, like a lollipop. Yeah, it's wonderful. And so, do you get a lot of these encounters with people that that come in that are of notoriety and they want you to do work on them and you got to play it cool. Has that happened yet other than your one encounter or no? I've had some high profile people hit me up for tattoos, but you know, the ball is always in their court if they come in and actually do it. Right. A bunch of Raiders players oh. tattooed a 49er one time. Uh -huh. was cool. A couple like people that have won Oscars for like best makeup or something like that. Mm -hmm. So Oscar winners, you can still say that Oscar winners, Oscar winners, <laughs> Oscar, yeah. Oscar winners. wieners, but Oscar winners. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very you to, different. Will you go, like if somebody, some high profile person hits you up, will you 
go to them or are you like, how do I spot Earlier in my career, I would go to them just because it was like, oh, that's fucking awesome. This is going to be great right. for my career. But now I'm like, hey, dude, all right, I'm booked out a year. Come out to Rosewood. <laughs> really? That's yeah. what, you'll, you'll throw that down. Yeah, I don't, I, I'm, yeah, I don't give people people. special treatment just because of their accolades. Yeah. I treat everybody the same. Love that. That is so cool, man. And that's rare, too. That's not something that's just, like, organic. That's something that, like, comes with an ego check humility the whole thing which you've gone through yeah i could have went down to la and opened a tattoo shop and it probably would have been you know blown up yeah i didn't want to do that i wanted to be somewhere where i'm tattooing people that i relate to more hardworking, real people blue collar you know all that stuff uh i like tattooing people that work hard for their money because they come and they spend it with me and i work hard for their money Exactly. And there's nothing that pisses me off more than working hard for my money and then going and spending it somewhere where they fuck it off. Exactly. Well, <laughs> well if you went to L.A., me, I know me and Daniel would be very upset with you. <laughs> yeah, you guys That'd be, be a longer commute. A lot. That's, that's, that's a long commute for but a I think what we've, I would do it, but... What we've now, like, cemented tonight, the Scape and Shape is ready for action. Uh, obviously. <laughs> yeah, that shit ain't going nowhere. This thing I mean, go anywhere. anywhere. So, hey, you whatever you hear in every day, man, <laughs> I'm an everyday man. We leave the light on. That's the way it goes. Uh, no? Motel sex? Yeah. No, no I know what you're okay. saying. That's a... Right. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll leave the light on for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, what's that guy's name again? Um... I don't know, Dave. No, Dave no, sounds no, like the wrong name. It's uh, <laughs> I feel like any motel owner should be named Dave. <laughs> <laughs> that just fair. seems standard. That's fair. That just seems standard. You fair enough. That you are the keyboard man, so when you ask somebody else, what's that guy's name? You can look it up. Yeah, I know, true. but I want to. I've been getting. I bet I'm getting getting back to the natural wonder in life. I know. <laughs> I but I'd like that. Uh, his name is Paul something rather. Oh, Paul. Well, um, that's another generic name. Paul Newman? Uh, no. Paul, Newman? <laughs> Paul Newman? Paul Newman. Paul Newman. It's all about the Paul. Um, hey, uh, and we had an earlier conversation about how, and I just want to get into this on the side note of the fact that, you know, you are an artist and the stuff that you collect, right? Um, what, what, how did, what, what drives you to get the stuff that you do collect? I mean, just the oddities of it. I mean, because like I said, of the things, a few things that I mentioned in glass jars and are, you know, a human skeleton. Yeah, yeah, and all the the art, the artistry, and the the print or the not prints. Sorry, the paintings that are all around are all very unique, and they're all very different. So, I just collect things that inspire me, and the people that are inspired by my art. I would hope would be inspired by the things that inspire me. So I want to build an environment where there's just this kind of like black hole of inspiration that just sucks people in. I want everything in here to just make people wonder and learn and think because that's, that's what art should be. Art is a language that you learn to speak just like, you know, French or German or math or anything else. The more fluent that you can be in it, the better you can explain yourself. So surrounding myself with things that help me understand what it is that I want to say as an artist and things that inspire me as an artist, the better chance that I can inspire other people. Bingo. Dude, that's... And, sorry. And I just don't mean to keep on highlighting on the fact that you are 
you are a true artist in that sense, right? That is that is bitching, and I and I still can't get over the fact that I've been. It's like a it's like a museum in here yeah, for me. It's like it's a just, museum. I yeah, know. I and saw you, you eyeballing a number of things, uh, dude. I was going through everything, and the greatest thing is that you know he's just sitting there going, "Oh yeah, that's," and I'm like. That's what, and then I look closer and I'm like, "Holy shit, yeah, that is that is oh exactly my what God. Every time I've come in the shop, there's always something new and different <laughs> in here, and it's not even a joke. And it's weird. It, it's yeah. weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird shit. It's awesome, but weird. <laughs> not to say that your house is like this, right? <laughs> no, man, I don't live in a fucking weird ass collection of dead bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stand that. <laughs> That's what I was hoping to see. Oh man, I, I felt like I was gonna go. What what is um, what's the guy that paints all the cool paintings of like the poker settings with uh, martini olives and, and Goddard. Goddard. That guy had a deal at Irvine Spectrum Center. It, they had a gallery there of his stuff. And was I was Paul Newman there or no? <laughs> Paul Newman was not there. All right, not right. I just had to no, ask. but they did have a car museum. Oh well, there. The you Irvine go. Spectrum Center does Le have Mans? a car museum. Yes. Yeah, Lamont. You know, you can't put Lamans or Lamaz. I'm pretty Mons, sure. But there's an N in it. It's yeah. just Lamans. It's going to feel right? like yeah, is somebody Mons. giving birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of R on the walls, I do love, you have three or four Andy Warhol-esque revolvers and paintings. Oh, those are painted by a guy named Chad Pierce. He's originally from Modesto. No, no way. kidding. And he's a fucking monster painter. Wow. They yeah. are cool, man. Chad Pierce, check him out. He's a stud. He sells his paintings super affordably, and they're fucking incredible. Yeah, they are cool. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Yeah. Doing it, and I'm doing it. I'm doing it right. Get it done. He actually is up in this area, too. He had a kid and decided Modesto wasn't the right place to raise him, so he moved up here to gold country, and he's... Yeah, he's a he's a stud. Monster. Look at that. Oh, dude, dude. that's bitching. Yeah, that is pretty yeah. wild. I have like four or five pieces from that dude. Yeah. Actually, I have that one right there. The, <laughs> the rag right there. How yeah, cool right is there. that? Right Look at and that. You got the California flag on the other side. Yeah, that one's on the other side. Mm-hmm. Well, and what, okay, and this and this is what breeds more more or uh, more collaborate not collaboration, I want to say, but more connection to more artists, right? I mean, you know, people support me as an artist. I'm able to provide a living for myself, my kids, other people that work here, because people come support me as an artist, and I have an obligation to support other artists in turn. It's a it's something that you have to feed back into it if it's going to feed you. Right. Oh, absolutely. So dude. I would be happy to talk about, you guys could pick a painting at random in here, and I'll sing the praises of any artist that's given any piece of art to this studio. It's obvious. When you're not tattooing and you're not working within the medium that you've kind of like generated your income on, what kind of art do you like to do on the side? I mean, what, when you get that time off and you want to decompress and you don't have to think about work so much or other people, what is it that like allows you for that escape outside of work? Um, I like to draw in pen and ink and I like to paint in oil. Really? Yeah. But those, those things are very time consuming. And I'm so busy tattooing six, seven days a week that it's like being a chef at a five-star restaurant all day. You don't go home and cook. Right. Get Mickey D's. What used to be your escape from life and your your pressure relief now has become my everyday responsibility. Mm -hmm. So I don't get too many opportunities to make art outside of what I'm doing for people, for my clients every day. But like when COVID first hit and everything closed down, 
man, I jammed out like four or five oil paintings and they all sold before I even finished them. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's bitching. Yeah, it was pretty cool because it was like, oh, I guess I could probably make a living being a fine artist if I wanted to at this point, but man, I love tattooing. I don't want to be locked in a room by myself painting all day, even though I love it, it's relaxing. Right. But I like talking with people and learning new things and changing people's bodies for the rest of their life. Yeah. That shit's cool. Thank you. And it's obvious that you're good at it. Otherwise... And again, this is something that I haven't said yet on this podcast, but coming into this studio, like the minute you walk through that front door, not only does it reek professionalism, but the entire layout of it is so clean. It's not sterile where it's like you're walking into like this sterile environment that, you know, you feel like you're walking into an emergency room. It's comfortable and everything is clean. Everything is well put, well organized. And you can tell that comes down from like management to like, the artist's understanding that there's a lot that goes into that aspect of it. Everything about it's so clean, dude. It's so well done. Jo- and Josh, you kind of screwed that up a little bit. Why? It's sterile as shit. Yeah, that's what I said. It, yeah. It's sterile, but it doesn't have it that doesn't hospital. Feel un- yeah. But it doesn't feel hospitalized. Yeah, yeah. That was what I'm saying. Yeah, Did yeah, I yeah. not you describe know, that well? No, when you walk in, I want you to know that it's sterile, but right. I, I don't want it to feel uninviting. Right. Yeah. Right. I did not mean that from a cleanliness standpoint as much as I meant it from like, you don't feel like you're walking into an it's, emergency. But you know where you get sick at? Hospital. 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 <laughs> I know what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to stop talking now. Apparently, ah. I'm getting fired right now. Hey, Josh, guess what? Give it the hey, Je- Josh, if you could dish it out, you can take it. I can take a lot. Trust me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Pretty good. He took a lot earlier. <laughs> I did. <laughs> he took two rounds of it. Two rounds. Oh, two bingo. rounds. <laughs> And I apologize if I misspoke right now. Please clear me up. No, 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 no. no. That was something it's, that no, I no. really wanted to lay out. No. It's just the cleanliness and the invitedness of it. The whole ambiance of the place is just like this is this is where I want to be for this. No, that it's was kick-ass. that was nail on the head for what I want people to feel. Yeah, right. and you kicked it out of the fucking field, man. Well, out of the ballpark. Big <laughs> shout out, it out of the ballpark. Big shout out to my apprentice Ruben who comes in every day two hours early and mops and dusts every Damn, day. That yeah. is clutch. Yeah, Let's he's go. crushing it. Let's go. All right, we're coming. <laughs> Who's doing that painting in here? That looks like there's a, there's a canvas on the other end of the uh, studio over there. That on looks the, like somebody's on the easel right there. Yeah, that that's like Ruben. Yeah, that's Ruben. My apprentice is working on that painting. That's a scene from American Me where they're all tattooing each other with the hand poke. Really? Nice. Poke it deeper, make it stay. Yes, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. That's a great movie, dude. I've been following Ruben on Instagram since I met him last time I was here, and he's he's a badass, legit artist. He's good. Like I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does. Like yeah. as he gets better, dude. If his progression is anything like Mike's progression, he's gonna be a monster. Yeah, because Mike's a monster. Yeah, Mike's great. Like I follow all the guys in your shop on Instagram and. Yeah, so amazing. Mike does the pencil work. Yeah, all these like pencil drawings of these nude figures. Yeah, so so that's all his academic work from like fifteen years ago. So would you say like, um, is there, is there a direct correlation like, are artist to tattoo artists versus like street artist to tattoo artists, or do you feel like people just find that niche right, and they're either artists on paper or canvas or they're artists on skin and they just find that niche well i have a good example of both mike was a very classically trained technical artist and when he made the transition to tattooing that stuff shined through his work but ruben on the other hand even though he's been educated as an artist 
he hasn't worked professionally as an artist his whole life, but he's just very passionate. Every spare moment of his life, he's been making art. And that passion shows through in his work. So mm. you can find a home in tattooing no matter what your background is, but the the only caveat is you have to eat, breathe, sleep, yeah. piss, shit, fuck, tattooing. Yep. And I don't abide by anybody coming here that doesn't do that. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how trained you are or where you come from or what your background is. If you want to devote your whole life to tattooing, this is the place to come. So how long, so you, Mike was an apprentice? Mike apprentice? graduated his apprenticeship about a year ago. He's only been tattooing for a little over two years, and he's doing work that smashes on 10-year veterans. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And, and so how does, and, and then after Mike, you took on Ruben? Mm-hmm. And, and so for you as a, as a tattoo master, right, who, uh, or a journeyman that has apprentice, how do you get to that point where you look at that person Right, much like Chow with you at Talisman, how do you look at that person and say, you know what, like, you're ready, ready, man, like, go for it and 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 go get yours because I've put my stamp now on your name because that's another big thing, right? Yeah, you own a studio, you have guys that work in your studio, so they're all vetted by you, but now an apprentice seems like something that lives past you and lives beyond you and beyond these walls. So how do you like navigate that set point? Is That's there a absolutely set right. I mean, it's a lineage. My very first apprentice, her name was Crystal, and she's she's gone on to open her own studio in Sacramento, and she's crushing it too. I mean, it's my name is always attached to them. My reputation is always attached to them. So I won't put somebody through the length of my apprenticeship and graduate them if I'm not 100% confident that, I would be proud of what they continue to do as a tattooer. And everybody that's graduate, mind you, there's been several people that have failed out of my apprenticeship. I don't have any problem telling somebody it's time to pack up and get out of here. Wow. And that's a hard thing to do because I care about the people that work here, but I also am not here to flood the industry with people who aren't passionate about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's not a knock on anybody that didn't graduate. Maybe it just wasn't the right time or the right space in their life for that. But um, if those elements all come together and you were here in the right place at the right time and you put the right amount of work in and you took the right direction, I'll put my name on you. I'd be proud to. And if you carry that name respectfully and you care about what you're doing, go on and crush that shit. Okay, so this is, and this is crazy. This is what I was starting, I was wrapping my head around, right? I'm wrapping my head around in the back of like apprenticeship. All right, apprenticeship. All right, stuff that's coming out good. Okay, wait, hold on. How does the tattoo artist do it? You are seeing the relationships that they're having with the people that they're tattooing. You're obviously they're obviously their work. Their work. Their work. Yeah, is their work. Hundred percent volumes, right? But like you said too, as they're putting the work into the body, like that's there, right? And so you're there. You're just. You're, you're, you're you watching their, the, whole, whole the whole mentor. Yeah, of yeah it, there's right? a lot of critique that goes into it. And I tell people up front, I say, hey, I'm going to be ruthless. I'm going to crush your ego. I'm going to hurt your feelings. I'm going to tell you everything that's wrong with everything you're doing. But it's not because I want to hurt your feelings. It's because I want you to grow as fast as possible. Yeah. So the people that can't stand that heat need to get out of the kitchen. Yeah. 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 But like you, you said, take that and you want to run with that and you want to learn from everything that I'm saying. Man, that's going to be the best yeah, thing dude. you could ever do. You, you got to check your ego at the door. Yeah. Well, and that this is the thing, too, is that you you described it while you were tattooing Josh. You were sitting there going, I'm 10-step. This is a big deal. 
this is what I'm doing. Like, this is stressful, but you got to be willing to look at everything, everything about about the whole aspect of it. And if you can't handle, yeah, can't handle that damn heat, get out of the kitchen. The thing that I find to be so interesting is that it's literally a brand that follows you for the rest of life. Yeah. It's not like it's just today and tomorrow and the next day. There's, (laughs) an element of it that goes well beyond that because that is something that is going to be tracked back to you forever. So I would imagine, I guess where I'm going with this is like in this industry, you have to kind of be like, you can't be blissfully ignorant on anything. You have to be truthful to the core because that's the only way that people are going to get better at what they do and willing to acknowledge how they got there. Right. It's a whole different ball game. It's permanent. It is permanent. <laughs> yeah. There is no questions about it. You can try to track Wait, over thought, it all you want, but I, it is permanent. I thought there's laser uh, <laughs> laser removal. Oh, yeah, I know. I've heard they've got a cream for that. David Lee Roth has a cream for that. <laughs> yeah, it's pain-free. When people come to get tattooed by my apprentice, that doesn't change the gravity of the fact that they're going to wear that for the rest exactly. of the yeah, yeah. You know, they Exactly. They know that they're going to somebody that's learning. Right. They're going to be patient with it. Yeah. They're going to get a cheaper price. Right. But that doesn't change the fact that what he's doing is extremely heavy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And the very first thing that has to happen is that has to be instilled in somebody. Yeah. Because if you don't get that down immediately, you're fucking around. You're done. Yeah. yeah. You're done. You're mucking around. There's no place for that. Yeah. You can't you can't play with people's bodies. Yeah. 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 That good stuff. Without Have you ever consent. Heard? Yeah. I was yeah, gonna say without say. consent. <laughs> you can't yeah. malpractice malpractice is probably like uh, the highest in the uh medical industry. Exactly. A little high on that one. Uh, that's uh for sure. For sure. First yeah. and foremost. Listen, we want to round this out. We want to be respectful of everybody's time. Before we get finished up here, like I just want to give you the platform. You've told us a lot about your background and how you've gotten here. What's, and, and obviously who you give credit to growing up and how you've gotten in the position you are, but like, what do you aspire to, like your inspiration to be? Like, what, what do you want to do? I mean, you're still young, dude. You're younger than all of us. So being as successful as you are and understanding the traffic that comes through here, what's your inspiration and what's your motivation? Where do you want to be in 10 years? What do you want to do, man? What's, what's in the future for Ian Miller? Well, if 10 years from now, all I have is this shop and things are going great and I'm doing something that I'm happy with. That's perfect. Yeah. But, uh, it'd be a dream to have, you know, a couple locations and a couple different destinations. Yep have a, a ball and team of people that want to work with me for a long time. Um, continue to inspire other people. Yes. That's really all that it boils down. I don't really have like a, like a concrete a plan drawn out that. map. No, right. And I'm, I'm way more of an artist than a businessman. Right. But I've had to elevate my business game. Sense. To, right. Put on that hat. You got to yep. put on that I hat. You got to put on that hat. I have to wear that hat, mm-hmm. but I mean, at the end of the day, I'm just an artist that wants to make cool shit and fuck around. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love that. It feels like, it feels like me and Josh when you we jump into a piece of equipment and just can tool around <laughs> like like you know our employees exactly and just be back into that. Oh, I'm just spraying some trees or mowing some grass. Oh. Uh, it's all good in the hood. And I but, and I keep getting pushback like that's not what you pay me for. But at the end of the day. <laughs> I, I don't pay myself to deal with all the bullshit that I have to deal <laughs> yeah. with. My dessert is when I get to hop into a piece of equipment or a tractor on the farm yeah. and I can 
fully decompress from everything else. Yeah. That's when I feel like I'm most productive and most valuable mm-hmm. because the amount of shit that you and I have to deal with on a day to day now with all the regulatory stuff, it's exhausting. So I am most productive when I'm being paid to be the least productive. Yeah. Does that make sense? When that you get to just be yourself. And when you can just yeah. be yourself and do yeah. what you got into what you want to do because that's what you wanted and to that's do where i'm at i just want to be an artist yeah my whole life all i wanted to do was be an artist tattooing happened to be the it's enviable it's yeah beautiful you know dude, it's, it's beautiful i'm lucky man a lot of people graduate high school not knowing what they want to do right luckily my whole life i knew exactly not exactly but at least i was you on knew the path. course yeah exactly. get an idea of what you yeah. wanted so to do. actually let me let me give some advice to all the parents out there hmm. send it find what your kids love and don't force them to do it, don't force them to do what you love. Find what they love and just encourage them and yeah. give them every opportunity. Open yeah. up every door for them on the path that they want to walk and they'll be a lot more fulfilled in life. Absolutely. Dude, that goes a long, long way. Oh, yeah. You cannot impress anything on your kids these days and expect them to go for it because times are entirely different than they were when we were growing up and what we were, in, you know. Well, well not to even say that is that it, yeah, there's been yeah years and years of forcing you know, that your your impression on your kids, but nowadays, I mean, even back no, even back when we were young, yeah. there's no way. I mean, there's like, oh, I want you to play baseball. Oh, yeah, I don't want to play baseball. Play baseball. I'm gonna be shitty at it. I want to build dollhouses. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, uh, but no, that's and that yeah. Hey, that you know what, Ian, that speaks a lot because yeah, it I've, really does go a long way. I've traveled different roads in my life and i've wound back at farming and i i've still i mean i it's still in me i'm trying to grow avocados in oakdale guacamole trees guacamole trees sorry let's be honest guacamole trees uh and i'm it is it's the passion is still there yeah and i'll have to say that i want to have a caveat on the fact about sitting in equipment which is really cool and you know doing equipment stuff or doing the menial tasks like a little bit of pruning here and there on trees I am happy to say that I'm in the position that I am, that I can go and hang out with my wife and my kid. That's pretty cool. That is. And that's pretty cool too. If I was a, an hourly, I know that takes a lot away from it, which I'm still there for, but day labor of any kind, it'd be a lot harder to do. But we appreciate our employees in that way that there's, we're not uh, slave drivers. Exactly. We are not uh, contrary to everybody that's, out there that thinks that farm owners are slave drivers stop all right stop. <laughs> sorry hey, that was just a a, slope. no it was just another psa i know it's yeah def- we had a psa one worth working we, ian just had a psa about <laughs> hey don't treat your kids like exactly. you want them to be what you were or um also the psa um what is the other psa that we had today Ooh, oh, uh, Roman numerals. Oh, Make that, sure yeah. you know your Roman numerals. Double check numerals. your tattoo dates before you get them tattooed on you. Double check. Double check the stencil know. to make Triple sure it's check. what you Listen, want. guys, I don't know. You're slapdick cussing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. All right, we're getting to that point. Final words of wisdom. Ooh. Let's start with our guest, dude. Yeah. You, what, what do you want to go out with, man? What do you want people to know? Well, don't sit around and... Wait to be inspired to do something. Seek to inspire other people. I love that. That's God, dude. Damn. Nice. Deep. With anything you should do, right? Like create the inspiration so that people want to come back and continue to do things that blow their mind 
as well as yours, right? Yeah, or go do things on their own that blow yeah. their own mind. Exactly. Yeah. Bango. Oh, dude. Marlo. Marlo. I don't have anything as deep as like Ian had. <laughs> That's hey, a hard bill to follow. It yeah. is. It is. You know what? I'm not going to go inspiration. I'm just going to say thanks, guys, for letting me be part of this. Mm-hmm. Any excuse to come hang out with my boy Ian, I'm down for. So thank dude, you for letting me come in. Thank you this. for setting this up. Between you and Daniel Suarez, dude, both of you guys, we appreciate it. I've had a blast. Hold on one second. Polly, get in here. So just shout out. Thank you, Ian, for welcoming us with open arms. Right? Like, this has been great. This has been a great time. Shout out to DJ A. Perez on Instagram. Knocked me out this dope-ass skull and crossbones banger. Uh, and he is here at your art collective. I've collected his art now. I will collect yours. We'll get together on something. Buck around and find out. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Short shorts for the win, baby. <laughs> great night. What? Ian, I appreciate it. Thanks for being the greatest tattoo artist in the world. Uh, live life to the fullest, guys. You never know when it's going to be your last day. Love it, dude. And that comes with high fidelity, considering what you guys do. I want to take a minute just to not only thank, you know, Daniel and Matt both for connecting us, but Ian, this has been an absolute pleasure from the minute that we got here to the moment we leave. You've been inviting with open arms. You've given us the full first class treatment. You made time for us. I'm very grateful for that. I've got now something that indoctrinates my kid's correct birthday (laughs) on my arm. Uh, your shop is clean. Everything you do is professional, dude. I, since these guys brought this up to us, I've been nothing but like pining over all of the work that you've done. That's available online. If you look up Ian and I just want to say, dude, thank you so much. It's one of these great opportunities that we get to meet people outside of our network, outside of our comfort zone to come up and do this thing. I feel like we get to leave more as like family as opposed to just a, a passerby. And I can't thank you enough for making that possible for us. So thank you so much. Absolutely, man. Really My appreciate pleasure. It. Thank you guys for coming. And uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say Edward did not get a tattoo today, but that does not, not yet. Not yet. Doesn't mean someday in the future, I will finally <laughs> in my 15 year plan decide to get all the 19,000 tattoos that I want to get. That is right. <laughs> hey, before we check out, do you want to throw out your socials and so that people can, you know, go check out your stuff? You've given a lot of credit to a lot of people, so now I want to give you time to give yourself some credit. Yeah, if you want to check out my art, it's at Ian Miller Art on Instagram. And if you want to check out the shop, it's at Legion Art Collective. And if you want to come get tattooed, Fuck around. Yeah, boy. <laughs> I love it. Well, goddamn. That being said, we're yeah. going to close out this episode of Hoist and Heavy. So yeah. God, we got to get fun. home. What? Wait, we got to go home? Oh, no. Oh, oh we can load it on the train and probably oh, head yeah, back. yeah. We can get back that way. That's I'm the just, possibility. I'm stay here. <laughs> no. We're Leave all good. No be man good. behind. Hey, thank you guys. Yeah. This has been it's great. It's been awesome. Hoist and Heavies. Yep. We're going on new levels. Hey, yeah. check us out. Oh, Central Valley Brew Fest. Fest down at the Stanislaus Fairgrounds. Yeah. We're going to be in Turlock. We got a booth. We're going to be live potting. Hey, I feel like we need uh, uh, pepper spray or a taser if people are too drunk and yeah, want to be on well, the show. Well, it's really funny because I was there for the Monster Truck Jam last night and it said <laughs> no alcohol, no cannabis. And they were selling alcohol and there were like three gangbangers smoking a joint out there, which was really <laughs> nice. funny because they were sharing it with the security guard. Well, so <laughs> let's, let's just say 
redheads. <laughs> Matt will be at the Central Valley Brew. Oh Fest. yeah, that's there right. you go. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Maddie Marlowe will be Marlo there. Will be so. there. So. and he's sexy. Yeah, yeah. he's and single Dead and sexy. single, ladies. Oh, <laughs> 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 All right, we okay. love you, hoisters. Thanks yep. for checking in. We'll be back. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.